a ho 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 and a hardy hardy har. It's time for a festive swirl. Lordy lordy, have you been nicer naughty? It's episode number 40. Hey. Hello everyone, it's Christmas time here in Cinema Swirl and also assumedly in Hollywood. They've even put a little Christmas hat on the big old Hollywood sign. Hello everyone once again, it's me, Cowboy Kevin, riding through Hollywood and all the classic films with my OTP, who has yet to see all of them, it's Sam Chaplin. It's me, Santa Sam. Sam. Santa. Santa. Hello. Santa, or Samty, as, as he's known in, in Ireland. Samty Claus. Samty Claus. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Sam? Are you having a nice Christmas period? I am, yeah. I've just sorted out Secret Santa at work. I was in charge of Secret Santa. Well, you've, you've blown it. You've just told everyone. That's meant to be a secret, no, no, no. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. <laughs> The idea is not that you don't know who has organised it, but you don't know who's got you. So I- and they're like, John, I can't believe you got me this gift. I wonder who organised this whole <laughs> whip round. And they're like, oh, it was me. Yeah, it was Sampty. It was him. So I, I dressed up as Santa to do a bit of Christmas gift giving, and I think it was overkill. Was It, it wasn't your first time dressed as Santa, though, was it? No, Sam? it wasn't. I have performed as Father Christmas in the past. Yeah, and was this uh, a hot new take on the beloved Crops Kringle character? I'm going to say this was pre-Nick Helm's, I'm going to say, inferior attempt at doing what I was doing <sighs> about six years ago at Mr. Ben's fucking gong show in Leeds. So... <laughs> You know, there was only them few people there at Mr. Ben's and Leeds, and there was magic in the air that night. There was a bit of magic, and old Nick Helms, old Dirty Nick, Tricky Dick Helms, Tricky Nicky Helms, he bottled up that magic, didn't he? And he took it to his corporate masters, and they said, yeah, let's have a go. All I'm saying is that my Santa Claus character wasn't a popular character, but everyone who was there that night went home and they formed a band. So, you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sam, are you saying that your fondly remembered Santa stand-up character from the East Midlands region of yeah. six years ago, stand-up, is very much the Pixies yeah. of East Midlands stand-up from six years ago? That is exactly what I'm saying. A seminal comedy character. Seminal Christmas comedy, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Hey, we got a seminal Christmas comedy coming at us today with the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm. I'm very excited to get into this one. But before we do so, I think we should... Open up Santa's. <laughs> we should open up Santa's mail nook and see what's inside. <laughs> God, no one's been in this nook for years. Welcome to Santa's mail nook. If you have a present, I guess letter. Requesting presents? If you've got a letter to Santa, <laughs> send it to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. And we'll do everything we can to make sure that it doesn't automatically send it into the junk folder, because that's what happens with letters to Santa on the internet. Oh, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl and leave your questions in the comments. We'll usually put a little post there for questions for episodes. I've got a question for cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Uh, sure, yeah, that guy, that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Yeah, sure, the beard guy. What's your cue? Now, you and I have never met before, sir, is that correct? <laughs> <laughs>
No, I was just wondering, Sam, do you reckon that the, the younglings, the little nippers, mm. the wee sprogs... Yeah. Not, sorry, it really sounds like I'm talking about different types of Scottish vegetables. <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the children. Yeah, yeah. Do you reckon the children... And let's face this, they're e-kids these days, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're yeah. hooked up to the nest. Yeah, yeah. Do you think when they're doing their Christmas letter for Santa, that they pop that in an old email and they, they send it through to mm. Santa on the, on the worldwide wacky web? No, I think they send him like a snapchat yeah. message message <laughs> they send him a snap um, it's called a snapper I they think send you'll him find. they send him an snap snapper and he opens it and it's got a funny filter on it of a dog but the problem is is that santa is getting on in years now and he can't remember because of the temporary nature of mm. the snapchat it's gone. He does remember. So that's why you're not getting the gifts you want, lads. Yeah. yeah. And he's trying to press replay on it, but you can only replay like once every day, maybe. And then, you know, it's a complete mess. So when they had that big, you know, breach of security, Santa was like, you know what? Every cloud is a silver lining. <laughs> and if he tries to screenshot these things, he looks like a proper creep because it comes up on your thing. <laughs> So he's he's just in a minefield, Santa. He's having a tough time of it in this modern age. I have poor kids. They're struggling just as much as old Crimps Kringle this They're year. They're huh? like, oh, Santa, can I have a vape? And I'm like, you know, what's going on there? That's it's, not lit. This, <laughs> It's not. That's part of the selling point of these vapes. <laughs> <laughs> is that why kids say everything is lit? Is that they're like they love the environment, don't they? The, the yeah. young, the young foe in it, and the, the very idea of something being non-combustible and mm. actually emitting energy—that they like that. That's what they call it. it's lit. You know, yeah. that's what it means. I'm pretty sure everything's lit, and yet nothing is on fire. You know, yeah. Sam Chaplin, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so David Spade, he's got a book out at the moment, and his book is called. A Polaroid guy in a Snapchat world. <laughs> and that's, to me, like, the f- <laughs> it's the funniest book title ever to me, but I don't think it's for the reasons he thinks it's funny. Yo, Sam, why don't you go get me a fucking David Spade so I can bury this shit book six feet under? <laughs> Maybe his friend David Shovel can come along as well. <laughs> and uh, his, his friend David Regrettable Concept. They can, all, they can all pitch in. So, this first question comes in from facebook.com forward slash cinema swell. This is from Mike Donahue. 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 Donahue done it now. Donahue let the... No. Um, Donahue let the dogs out. That's yeah, that's going. a good one. Thank, thanks for setting that up for me, Sam. <laughs> That's all right. I set the up, difference is I had the courage to knock it out of the park. <laughs> all right. Mike writes, what's a good new Christmas tradition for the couple that kind of hates the usual ones? What's a good Ooh. Christmas movie that isn't a Christmas movie? Brackets, that isn't Die Hard. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we could talk for fucking minutes about... <laughs> Die Hard. Yeah. Picture the scene, okay? It's an office Christmas party. Mm. Snow is falling. Cherry blossoms are all around them. Inside the Christmas party, there are two men surrounded by rings upon rings of grey-faced office workers who have lost the will to live. Both men are arguing passionately, redness coming to their cheeks and froth at the lips. And as they tell each other over and over that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But Sam, the thing is... They agree, and they don't actually realise, because they love talking about it so much. <laughs> Sorry, is this Christmas or is it Halloween? Because I just Twilight Zoned your ass. <laughs> I, f- 
I've heard this argument so much that Die Hard is a Christmas film that it's become a parody of itself, hasn't it? It is. This is the year, right? I'm saying it now. If you're someone who's like, oh, I'm going to go convince someone that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, there is a channel called Sky Christmas Movies, Mm. and it's on it. Yeah. End of discussion, okay? It's over. It's done. This is also the year where people complain about Christmas coming early officially became marginally more annoying than Christmas coming early. The chickens are coming home to roost. You can only be a grumpus for so long before it starts pissing everyone off. (laughs) The legal DVD shops have got Die Hard in, like, cute Christmas packaging. Like a special edition box that's all quaint and Christmassy. It's a Christmas film. It's fine. My brother actually posted a thing on Facebook when he went to go and see Die Hard at Christmas. Whoa, that's edgy, Sam. What is he, like, a fucking, uh, some sort of chaos individual what is he the, what is he the joker in the dark night like some people just want to watch the world burn huh he said watching die hard the greatest christmas movie of all time if you disagree you're wrong and i would i couldn't tell whether this was my actual brother's facebook or an older brother spoof facebook account that parodies the entire idea of older brothers sam do you think it's actually possible that there's actually an even bigger older brother of the two of you that you just didn't know about as this kind of like enhanced older brother uh, buff like you know incredible is he is there someone in this house lurking behind the wardrobe there who actually is in actual fact going to make themselves player one on all of the multiplayer games <laughs> and insist on it from not on the top of the screen it doesn't count so mike's question just to remind us all is basically what's a good new Christmas tradition for people who don't necessarily like the old ones okay yeah one thing that I've noticed is that Pepsi Max is doing a big advertising campaign saying like try this new tradition this Christmas yeah it's big in scope not necessarily big on ideas though is it Sam their new Christmas tradition is just drink our product have it (laughs) we could be your tradition here Sam I've got a fun new Christmas tradition that couples can try listen to Cinema Swirl yeah that's a good one. I like that but, one. But when you think about it, though, why not make Cinema Swirl your Christmas tradition? Yeah. Gather the family round, or sit down and have a nice listen to just a random... It doesn't have to be a Christmas episode. It doesn't have to be Festive Swirl. Just any no, episode. It, 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 yeah, any episode. Any episode yeah. is fine. A Christmas tradition, literally, the door has been opened by Pepsi. Yeah. I have always, internally, in this show, tried to aim for the level of effort that the Pepsi Corporation shoots yeah, yeah, yeah. for on a daily basis. And if it's good enough for Pat Pepsi, it's good enough for you and me. So, cinema swirl. The new Christmas tradition. New Christmas tradition. Just do do our that thing. Have our stuff. Have it. <laughs> Although to be fair, like <laughs> do that. Coca Cola kind of has a Christmas thing going on with the holidays they, are coming in the big van. Yeah, they're allowed that though because they invented Santa Christmas. and his yeah. current red guys. So, yeah, you know. what's Pepsi Max done? Although yeah, ah, Pepsi Max should be like, don't have your family for Christmas. <laughs> have your fucking mates. <laughs> Yeah, have your mates. Well, that, funny you mention that, Sam, because that is something that I would recommend yeah. for someone who is looking for a new Christmas tradition who maybe doesn't like a lot of the old Christmas traditions. Right. Because for a lot of people, old Christmas traditions usually involve visiting family, mm-hmm. traveling, going home, you know, the, the angst that comes with being within one's own childhood bedroom again and, yeah. you know, being treated like a kid when you're an adult. Da, da, da. That's not me, by the way. I have a cracking time at Christmas. Yeah. Five star Bobby Dabber, you know, and Bobby, Bobby Dabber. Dabber. <laughs> Bobby Dabber. <laughs> Five stars, Bobby Dapper. 
<laughs> I'm, yeah, uh, I like to give five star reviews, but I'm just a bit of a bobby dabbler. I wouldn't give everything. Uh, I, I only dabble. I only dabble. <laughs> but deciding, as I am doing this year with, with my pals, which is I'm having a Christmas with my family. Yeah. And then there's Christmas 2, which is going to happen in January. Yeah. When the mood is down, the sales are up, and there are vast quantities of Stilton and roast turkeys that mm. are going at a cut rate price at a supermarket near you. Right. And we're going to have a second Christmas. And That's we're going nice. to exchange our gifts with friends. And the good thing about that is, is that as a couple, we only have to worry about, you know, presents for family. And then we have a bit of time. And then we can yep. get presents for friends. And then we have a second Christmas. And no more January brews either. You could scoop up some of those hot January sales in terms of getting yeah. presents for your friends as well. That's that's a great idea. I mean, it's not it's no Black Friday, but it's at least a no, very, no, very no. dark blue Friday, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think so, that's a nice tradition. I like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's a good, Let's go it's with a that. Good idea. What was the other question they had? Was it? Oh, there's another question about like what's a good Christmas movie that isn't a Christmas movie. Honestly, anything that's wholesome and you can switch your mind off. Last year on Christmas morning, while I was sipping my coffee, Tintin came on, and me and Joe yeah. watched the, t- the the really creepy Uncanny Valley CGI Tintin movie, and it was a blast. If I went to see it in the cinema, I would have hated it. But in the context of Christmas morning and not paying attention. It was great. In fact, I would say that, like, those kind of family 3D CGR, <laughs> like, Pixar-type movies... Yeah, yeah. ...have kind of become almost a nice Christmassy feel to them. They tend to usually be on on, like, the telly around Christmas. They'll put one of those on. And they put them on, like, 10 in the morning. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's literally like, the kids have been up for five hours, settle them down now, and you go back to bed. It, it's basically like the TV does a bit of parenting. It pulls its yeah. weight on Christmas Day. We'll put Monsters Inc. on, have a great time. They're not Christmassy, but they feel Christmassy because yeah, they're on a Christmas. And it's it's on a Christmas, yeah. So put your trust in the fine broadcasters in your area, folks. Yeah, just watch what's on the telly, mate. <laughs> oh, there's never anything on the fucking telly on Christmas anyway, though, is there? <laughs> I was just parroting everyone has given up on having a happy Christmas yeah. this year. Okay, another question here from Joe. That's who- Joe at gmail.com. <laughs> it, it might be, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure my joke doesn't adhere to GDPR regulations. <laughs> What's your favourite and least favourite quality street? Oh, oh, okay. They are, first and foremost, a Protestant chocolate. Okay. And I will say that right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, if I am going to, you know, peek through the border, so as it were, you know, if I was to to step outside the pale, or step into the pale, as it may be, and I have had them, and Nigella Lawson on Instagram the other day, she posted a big old jar of quality street, and she said... Mm. It wouldn't be Christmas without Quality Street, although I must admit, I'm not really that fond of them anymore. Oh. (laughs) Which is kind of like, yeah, all right, fair point. I mean, if you put me in a room, a simple test with Quality Street, Celebrations, Roses, Milk Tray. Heroes? Yeah. Got heroes in Heroes as well. Mm. I would go for Quality Street dead last. Yeah, yeah. Same, really. Now, you you have to watch yourself, because if you disagree with me on Candy again, you're going to have to review another Lord of the Rings movie. (laughs) Now, uh, at time of recording, that vote hasn't finished yet. can still pull it back. It doesn't matter now. Yeah, I'm not going to say what it is, because I don't want to be sitting here going, oh, it only won by 78%, and like an idiot when it's like a 90% landslide in five days' time. So I'm going to hold off. This feels a lot like when Have I Got News For You must have recorded an episode just like just before <laughs> Brexit happened 
And they were doing jokes about what had happened, but they didn't really know, did they? No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a Nigel Farage here and make disparaging comments about my own side and hopefully make a run on the pound. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's looking like we won't be reviewing Lord of the Rings, guys. Um, I don't know. I think that's uh, may have won it. I think that crispy M&Ms may not be nice. Uh. Uh, so, if you want to send me, they're basically worthless. So, I might just, if you have any spare crispy M&Ms, send them to me. Yeah. Joe and <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> don't say that. So you don't have a favourite or least favourite because you don't really like them? I do like the purple one. I like right. that one. I really hate that caramel coin. It's fucking That's chewy and nasty. That's one of my favourites. Oh, Jesus That's probably Christ. my favourite. That is literally the tyranny of the British Empire in a chewable caramel. Is what That's that why is. I love it. Ah. <laughs> my favourite is like the long gold boy. Mm. You know, the kind of like little finger. Can, you know? The long yeah, one. Yeah, I, I know. The gold one. It doesn't elicit any emotional coin. reaction. Those the are my favourites. All the other ones with like the gooey, like orange filling. No, thank you. Or is that roses? I don't know. No, roses has got gooey fillings, but so is Quality Street. There's a few goos. Just give me all the bounties that everyone leaves behind after a tin of celebrations is gone. Well, you'd be welcome around my house then. Yeah. Do you not like yeah. them? Yeah, not that I don't like them. I usually fill up on all the tastier ones first. Though. Right. No, as I didn't say they're they're not nice. See, I didn't. Uh, I not... didn't overstep my bounds. I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not some sort of political novice here. Like I know. You, you, Sam, all I'm saying is you got problems with the the wording of the ballot. Take it up with the electoral commission. That's that's simple as you know. All right. This question comes in from James Gilhini. I might have butchered that, but I think that. That's what it looks like. That You know what? My ears pricked up because I'm hypersensitive to English people mispronouncing remotely Gaelic surnames. So How did I do? <laughs> Not I'm great. assuming... I can't see the name in front of me, but I'm assuming poorly. Okay. Uh, this question comes in from James, who asks... <laughs> At what time is it acceptable to have a drink on Christmas Day? And then there's another question about family movies and stuff, but I think we've covered that. This is about drinking on Christmas Day. When is a good time to start? When is an acceptable time to start? Mm. And why? (laughs) Well, I usually have a little bit of a a light Christmas lunch slash starter. We'll do a a bit of seafood starter at around midday. Okay. And that that can often be accompanied with a drop of a of white wine or perhaps even a book's fizz if we're feeling sassy. Yeah. So the if the question is the earliest I've drank on a Christmas day, it is at that point. Mm. Um Although, that being said, in recent years, and I never thought this would happen to me, I was at 6am, 5am, and into my 20s, I was a 8am, 9am kind of guy. Mm. Like last year, I woke up on Christmas at, like, midday, I think. Oh, Jesus. So, I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of rolled out of bed, and I was like, you know what, I don't think I want to drink immediately, because no. you got to have that coffee first. But, depending on the time that you're awake, I think, Sam, is really what it's all about. Because right. I don't want to sit here and say, if you drink before midday, you're a so-and-so. Yeah. Because most people who are, particularly if you've got the young nippers, or the young, uh, what are they called? The childlings. Oh, yeah. They can be up as early as two or three in the morning. And that's no exaggeration. They'll be very excited for, for this yeah, day. Yeah, if you're yeah. up two and three in the morning, by 10 a.m. you've put in a full day's work. Pour mm. yourself a drink, you know, whatever. whatever. You, want. you know? Yeah, I think it's down to you, you know? Just whenever. But... Yeah, maybe not first thing as you get out of bed. You gotta have your can of Pepsi first. <laughs> you gotta have your traditional can of Pepsi. <laughs> After that, go nuts. What about you? When, when, when would you when, when would you drink earliest on a Christmas morning? I think it's the same as you. It would be like once food starts happening. 
I don't think there, there would be... There's not much call for, like, a, a drink on its own pre-food. There's call for a drink on its own after food. Yes. And or, digestives a and aperitifs. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. that. But not, like, a first Christmas drink. That's not really a tradition. Let's make it a new tradition. Put some vodka in that Pepsi Max. <laughs> Here's the question, because now I, I don't I don't mean to start any sort of snobby war with you. No, right. but I will say when when I knew you in your younger days, your tastes for alcohol weren't necessarily the broadest. Yeah. So how about on Christmas Day? Are you still a cider or cider well, light no. or flavored cider? On Christmas, I would say you'd need a bit of fizz. Be that bucks. Secco, <laughs> bit of secco, or maybe a, a nice G and T. I love a gin and tonic with a meal. Oh, wait, yeah. with a meal? Well, just I ah. just love a nice. I don't know. I'm fucking. You know what? I'm gonna get on my high horse and be like, I'm sick of the idea that you have to pair specific alcoholic drinks with different foods. <laughs> I just, it's just, I just want a nice drink and I want some nice food. They don't have to match. You know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, the mating call of, of someone with digestive <laughs> problems right there, folks. <laughs> if I want to have beer with spaghetti, I will. <coughs> I'm <literally laughs> coughing as I said that. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? Let me just have my gin, all right? Literally, your lower and small intestine will join together and push it out of you. Now, this is not related to any question, but a chip shop near me has started doing battered pigs in blankets, and I just wanted Whoa. to tell that to you because it sounds fucking amazing, and I really want to have some and hopefully i will have some this christmas because that sounds phenomenal you know what i saw someone doing the other day yeah i i'm a big fan of toad in the hole it's it's the best thing england has ever done and if anyone thinks that England has done anything better than that, yeah. please feel free to tweet me at Kevin Mann with an F. Um, however, someone posted the other day, I, I like to show off my toad in the hole on Instagram, you know? Because I, I get <laughs> on a decent Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I, I like to show off that toad in the hole, like, you know? They want to yeah. see the toad in the hole sound. They want to see its rise, you know? They want to see how high that toad can get. But some of the other day I saw, and I felt literally, I felt gun shy afterwards. Right. They pigs in blankets in a hole. Fucking hell. Pigs in a hole! Pigs in a hole. You thought that toads were tasty. Wait till you've eaten a pig. <laughs> oh! Oh, Jesus. I'm hungry No, that's... Oh, there you go. Oh, you should always eat before you swirl. You know what? I'm hungry for a good Christmas film. Well, that's interesting, Sam, because we have one of the most beloved Christmas films of all time. Mm. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There's a number of questions I have to ask you before... We get into this bad boy and go watch this sucker. Number one, National Lampoons. Have you watched any of their movies or do you know what it is? No and sort of. Okay, sort of? Give me a rundown. I know the name. I know the National Lampoon. I think it was a magazine. Wait, you've never seen Animal House? No. Fucking hell, Jesus. Alright. Pop that in the future swirl pile. I guess so. So I know the name. I I think it used to be a magazine and then became like a brand of comedy? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. SNL type people or is it associated with SNL? Is there some link? A lot of the people who were involved with it like John Hughes and stuff like that who mm. would have like produced a lot of the Lampoon movies or been involved with their making and whatnot. He was like uh, you know he was involved heavily with this. I know a lot of the SNL actors like John Belushi and stuff when they started doing movies and the yeah. first National Lampoon's movie a lot of them like Chevy Chase they're all uh, SNL people who kind right. of were, were heavily involved and all that. So there is a kind of crossover there in that you know SNL was kind of the king of comedy TV 
TV in America and the National Lampoons. I mean, like, Animal House is the highest grossing comedy of all time, as far as I know, because it was made with such a small budget, like, and it was such a runaway success, and the vacation movies have all, like, made massive amounts Mm. of money. So I think they were kind of their respective kings of their respective film and TV empires. But like most things, I think National Lampoon, like, handed over ownership and editorial staff a few times. I think it started in the 70s, late 70s. It ended in 98, but, like, by the mid-80s, it was, like, it was pretty much nothing. It tried to be, like, Mad Magazine type of thing, you know? Right. So it's kind of like a a crew of actors and filmmakers. It's, there's, like, a gang of people here. Are they all the same people behind it? Or in it? More or less. I mean, a lot of the same people. But then like it changes this. over time. Yeah, more or less. It's got like a rotating group or a crop of yeah. people. Because, as we've talked about previously in, in Blues Brothers and whatnot, a lot of the very famous comedy stars at the time had a tendency to not live past their mid-30s. Yeah, yeah. So there was a quite a turnover, a comedy rotation, as it were. Of course, as we all know, back in the old days, before that, they would leave the comedians fallow for a year. Uh, <laughs> but, of course, you know, now they, they just kind of, they kind of take care of that themselves, really. Yeah, so no, I don't know too much much about National Lampoon in terms of like what it is or what it means or why it's important. There is a movie out on Netflix, Netflix movie about ah. the creation of it that's apparently not meant to do with any justice at all. But it's just good to know Netflix has got your back. If you want to know what's happened and you don't really want to do any real research, just watch a biopic. Yeah, like I forgot what I did last Sunday, so I just popped on Netflix and they had a hmm. quick docu a nine-part docu series <laughs> uh, about it. Which was called Making a Toad in the Hole. I was gonna do the same joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just waiting to see if you did it. So I'm glad you did. <laughs> Now, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, mm. this is a series of movies. There's Vacation, European Vacation, there's Vegas. There's This, this is actually, right. I think, the third movie in the franchise. Quick question, are these sequels, or are these, like, standalone stories? I mean, they're pretty much standalone stories. Okay. I mean, you need to know that they're the Griswold family. Okay. The original Vacation movie was based on John Hughes wrote an essay called, like, you know, Summer Vacation 58, where it was just, like, writing the experience, a humorous right, story yeah, of yeah. the shitty family vacation. This one is then based on another John Hughes short story which was Xmas 59 or whatever it was which is again like a shitty family Christmas and it was just like you know really apt well written you know relatable family Mm. Americana experiences so there is continuity in that it's you know they're the actors and they're the characters are all the same but they very much stand on their own I don't think anyone's going to come at us and be like you didn't understand this you should have watched all the other vacations the world building that was done in European vacation or whatever it's very much uh, I don't even say term or two because they're very much standalone and this because of its Christmas status has elevated itself elsewhere I think so this is not like the Inbetweeners movies where you have to have seen the full series to get what's going on yeah and that's why I didn't watch the Inbetweeners movie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, sorry, I didn't. Oh, didn't, ah. didn't watch it. Did, oh, didn't do the required reading. Sorry, gang. The only person I know who's in this is Chevy Chase. Ah, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. What do you know about C Double? I know he was in Community because I used have you, to have watch you Community. Community. Did you? I, I watched Community very early on in its existence. I was straight on board with the first season as it was. Oh, so being you broadcast. watched it before it was not cool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of dipped out around season two or three, I think. Yeah, they really made it hard to be a fan of that show, didn't they? But since then, I've heard many a story of just general grumblings that, like, Chevy Chase is a, is a fucking prick, is what I've heard on the grapevine. And by grapevine, I mean internet. And what by internet, I mean Dan Harmon's 
Twitter. <laughs> so is your knowledge of Chevy's, what's the word? Prickishness is so vulgar. Um, I mean, oafishness. Yeah, uh, yeah. Assholery. Toolish behavior. Yeah. And um, what what would you say that your your knowledge is of that? I mean, you mentioned Dan Harmon. The yeah. Also, uh, I mean, there's other words I'd use to describe Dan Harmon. Well, yeah. The same as yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> he's not entirely free of any negativity here. But I, I think two that- rats fighting in a ditch trying to drown <laughs> each other with their own piss. <laughs> Whatever it is you do, just don't get any of it on me. And I hope you both do each other off in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> Has Chevy Chase been here? I've heard that he's very difficult to work with. I've heard that he's very mean to people he works with, like fellow castmates and things like that. Yeah. I've heard he can be uh, actually racist at times. Yeah, Donald Glover did quite extensive interviews where he was more than happy to, you know, once he became such a big megastar out of community and whatnot, yeah. he was more than happy to be like, by the way, everything you think about Chevy Chase that you worry is true is true, and yeah. also, he's a massive racist. Yeah. I've got in my head sexist, but I don't know if I'm basing that on anything. The racist one I've definitely heard, but I don't know about sexist. I mean, it's one of those things with Chevy Chase where I could tell you stories where he has been really, really horrible and derogatory to female staff members or female writers or female co-stars. But that said, for every one of those, there's at least one other of him being a complete dick to literally everyone. He is, like, one of the most alienating presences ever. And, like, the fact that he was such a star for so long is really fascinating to me because... That's... Sorry, I'm just saying that would be, like, the worst way to defend yourself if someone's saying you're sexist. <laughs> to be yeah, like, like, no, 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 no. no I no. treat everyone like that. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm an awful. equal opportunities monster. <laughs> Uh, the o- literally the only person I think he hasn't got a problem with is himself. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I've heard he, he's very like fond of himself and sees himself as the funniest person and the best person and above a lot of other people. I think Donald Glover said of him that he was like a giant fish thrashing out of water. Like he was a big deal, but he mm. was now you know and had been since the early nineties. Yeah, but been well out of his comfort zone, but was still hanging on and thrashing about and trying to make out that he was in his original circumstances. Like, as far as Mm. he was concerned, it's the early 70s doing coke on SNL, you know. And he was one of the original stars of SNL. One of the, you know, to think that Bill Murray was meant to be basically his replacement on that show. Yeah. Like, he was the first person who got too big for his britches from SNL. Uh, He actually punched out Bill Murray once. Jesus. Or, depending on whose story you believed, (laughs) he was punched by Bill Murray. (laughs) Bill Murray punched him and said, no one will believe you, and ran away. (laughs) Or he got sparked out by Chevy, and then he yeah. was like, "Ah, why'd you do that? No one will believe you." So, what was the point of <laughs> of even doing that? Um, I I tried to find out why he did it, hmm. and someone said they just got in an argument or anything like or, or right. something like that. And I dug and I dug and I dug. It's the research, and apparently they got into like several high octane arguments. Yeah, the thing that led him to blows was that Chevy was told by Bill to go home and fuck his wife. And then in response, Chevy said that Bill Murray had a face that looked like Neil Armstrong was going to land on it. Ow! All right. And these are are comedy geniuses, right? (laughs) He is, yeah. These are... This is the level, right? This is our comedy geniuses. (laughs) Go home and have sex with your wife. You've got a moon face. Punch. (laughs) 
If he called him a moon-faced simpleton, it would have been funnier. Yeah. Because yeah, you're yeah. like, Neil Armstrong, why would he? Oh, right, because my face is, is lunar-esque. I see. Very good. Very witty there. Uh, he also notoriously had a massive falling out with the staff on SNL when he wanted to do a joke in one of the earlier seasons where they would weigh all... A weekly segment, a recurring mm. bit, where they would weigh <coughs> all the gay cast members and crew members of SNL to see who had AIDS. Jesus Christ. Now that's dark shit right there. That's, that's where it goes from being a bit of a scallywag into being pure darkness. Uh, like, geez. I'm just saying, right, from all the bits, and that's only some of it. If you want to piss mm. off Hulk Hogan and find out loads more, there's a great gawker list of all of the <laughs> shit that, uh, that Chevy Chase has done. A great compilation. If you want to know why Hulk Hogan doesn't like gawker, there's a Netflix film <laughs> about it. <laughs> We'll catch you up on that. <laughs> and I'm convinced, and I'm going to watch this movie with uh, with eagle eyes, Sam, mm. but I'm convinced of one of two things. Number one, if you were to split Chevy Chase immediately right down the center, there would be a black liquid inside that would go, okay. and then scatter it to the four corners of the room. Yeah. Or he's been controlled by a very, very small little angry man. Yes. Now, we, we've been very, I think, rightly negative about Chevy here and highlighted some of the shitty things he's done and said and been like <laughs> and, and and his and <laughs> his entire conduct for his entire career and also the opinions of other people who don't like him to say we barely scratched the surface is doing an unservice to scratching and surfaces in general however to, to just play the devil's avocado for a second um and i'm not defending him here at all but i'm just saying it's also worth talking about that he is very significant in comedy, and he oh, was yeah. very, very, very popular at the time, and still kind of is fondly regarded, and is seen as like a, a big talent, right? Oh yeah, I mean, it's... You don't get to that level by not at least being somewhat funny and good Oh yeah, he, he yeah. is, he's like, he's been in a lot of really amazing stuff, and this is one of those movies, and like, he has that like, relatable quality to him when he's acting, he's not mm. as relatable when you're hearing all the fucking shit that he's done. <laughs> But, like, he was one of, like, I think comedy's first, like, megastars that managed yeah. to transcend, not, like, movies, TV, like, even music videos. I mean, you know, you can call me out. Like, you I mean, that's, it's iconic shit. Like, he is yeah. built into the bedrock of Americana and American pop culture. That's just one of the things that, like Hulk Hogan, you can point out all the horrible stuff he's done and said and mm. the people he's treated and all that, but it doesn't change the fact no. that he is part of that impermeable bedrock that is you know yeah. the fabric of a pop culture in america and there's a lot of people who are massive chevy chase fans yeah and i think it's possible to separate their performer yeah. from his very horrible actions you could be uh, aw very aware of both things at play here I i'm happy to throw the trash man in the bin but <laughs> i mean it's fair to say sam most people who worked with chevy chase had that same you know, were aware <laughs> of him and yeah. had to separate the man from the yeah. performance uh, like, you geez. know <laughs> I don't mean to sound unsympathetic to them, but like, did he start out doing stand up? Yeah, as far as I know. Because he, he did. kind of, not pioneered, but like set the template for stand up, SNL, movies, superstar. Because that's a big, that's like the comedy American dream. It's like, that's the thing that all these young kids aspire to do now. And that's been the way for ages. Yeah, yeah. like, he was doing stand-up and improv. He gets on SNL. He was like the, the standout star of the early season. And it was like, you know, it was groundbreaking SNL for, for a whole variety of reasons. There's really yeah. great documentaries about SNL and lots of oral histories about SNL. <laughs> 
as well. But like, yeah, he, I think it was like the third or fourth season, but there was a period of time where him and the creator of the show, Lauren Michaels, they shared mm. the same agent and the same uh, manager. And then he left uh, when his contract ended, he left without telling anyone. And he went and he signed to do loads of like high profile specials on mm. NBC. And from that, he was doing movies. And yeah, he just became like a super duper mega star. But they, mm. that is the, as you say, the American dream, so to speak, because, yeah. you know, in England and, you know, in the United Kingdom, mm. the comedy American dream is to do stand up, keep doing it and keep doing loads and loads and loads of it and then lose all your money in Edinburgh. Yeah. And maybe you might get to go and mock the week once. <laughs> yeah. The end. And, f- and, and have a long shower afterwards. <laughs> a real yeah. long one. <laughs> we don't really have an equivalent in our scene no we don't have that really like scaffolded like where you know you can tell how well someone did did they get specials were Mm. they put in a movie you know did they get on SNL it's all very much like the current crop of comedians you can who are all big stars in their own right you can all pull them together and kind of lump them to around a certain time in Mm. SNL like the different generations of comedians are the different generations of SNL you know yeah in America that is in America Sam are you excited for some holly jolly Chevy chase action i think so this is like a, a this is a very popular christmas film isn't it this is one that's always on oh yeah i mean have you have you, have you ever been tempted to watch it or is anyone big this up to you not really but i i've definitely heard of it and i've definitely seen it like alongside the other big christmas films uh, uh, in the aforementioned hmv <laughs> lineup of christmas films it's probably next to die hard it was like national lampoon's christmas vacation i've heard lots of people mention it in terms of like the the canon of christmas films yeah this it's, is it's essential viewing yeah. yeah yeah well all i'll ask is that when you're watching the movie mm. i would ask that you maybe try and see if you can relate your experience at christmases past or present to that of the griswold family and see okay. if this is anything that is relatable I'm very excited to see what you think of this. Okay. Because I don't think I was breaking any news to you that Chevy Chase was a bit of a, no, a, no, a no. touchy customer. Yeah. It's just like more details were uncovered. So, yeah, we'll see how we get on. Are you yeah. excited? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and just take this at face value. <laughs> and not Comedies don't fare very well on the swirl off. They haven't they? in the past, no. Particularly comedies from the 80s. Yeah. We'll see how we get on with this one. Oh, don't be blue, brother. Let's go and check out this movie, huh? Let's go do a cinema swirl. back we just had ourselves a national lampoon family christmas vacation style christmas yeah sam how are you feeling are you entertained did you feel that the christmas holiday season has been lampooned how are you feeling uh i mean i uh Jesus, you look insane, miserable. How do you feel about this film? I came away from this movie, I had a, I had a holly jolly laugh and a half, I'm not going to lie to you, Sam. And I did come away kind of... Did you really? With, with, I came away watching this and thought, you know what? In a sense, the, uh, the talents of Chevy Chase, yeah. of which there are some, yeah, yeah. Of, which there are, of which there are many, were on display in this movie, and it did make me laugh a lot. I hadn't seen it in quite a few years, but it was still holly jolly fun, I thought. But you have the look of your face of a man who's just been to a wake of an enemy. I don't use the phrase load of old tosh lightly. Whoa! Hang on a 
minute. Tell me now. What's going on? I just feel like this film is not for me. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think I laughed during this. Really? Not yeah. once? I've made note oh my of God. a couple of bits where I smiled. But there was not a single oh solitary blast from me, and I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not, I, I didn't go into this trying to not like it. Oh, see now, people I think are going to immediately think that you were because we spent our pre-swirled chat bashing El Chevy. I, I didn't try to not like this. I wanted. I wanted to be entertained. I felt like it was okay to do a bit of heavy Chevy bashing, so as it were, because I yeah. figured that the man was going to get oodles of praise in this part, and I uh. wanted to create the. <laughs> illusion of balance <laughs> so i went hard on no, this guy I, this is gonna be non ham chase duncan ham the yeah. christmas ham christmas, christmas ham. hard as a motherfucker good lord yeah I, I, my initial gut reaction is ugh, full-on stinker is what i'm wow. going with not to, spoiler alert not to get right to the end and just be like it was shit mate but <laughs> I, I did not have a great time watching this. Well, you know what you just done, Sam. Yeah. Right? What, what's happened there now is you have just effectively filtered the audience to the hardcore <laughs> true believers. <laughs> so if you've got anything you want to plug, you might as well do it now because the only people listening are the people who really value this fucking <laughs> podcast. I think it's good from time to time to have one that I just I just don't get on with. I just don't. Honestly, that's not why this was put in for the swirl. This was put in for the swirl no, this, because this was a, a lampoon from you. You're pranking me with it. No, with a seriously, trash I, film. I thought you have more Christmas cheer and laughs from this than from Jingle All the Way, for instance. No, certainly, love... certainly, the wrestler or ill-advised first ever Christmas <laughs> crossover. I I honestly feel like I laughed more at Santa with Muscles than at this. Wow. And that's not held up as a fucking classic, is it? No, and Hulk Hogan would already been, you know, kind of... Problematic know. lead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Barrel of laughs? Sort of. Uh, for uh, Santa with Muscles. Oh, you fucking... You've dropped me right in it I'm now. sorry. Uh, uh, you I'm, have... No, because I, I'm here, I've got notes, and I've got kind of a, a, a preloaded stance near, which is, ah, it's all right. <laughs> we'll have a great time. Like, it's, a go- <laughs> it's a gossamer thin critique that I have, which is... It's a bit of fun in it yeah, yeah. that Chevy Chase uh-huh. can't half act huh? that physical comedy ooh the facial expressions quality timing on no, Chevy I, Chase right. this gossamer thin defence is not going to stand up against you I'm not saying it's like unspeakably poor and that it's not that it's a badly made badly it's, just, it's, it's not a pile of shit but it's just uh, you know it's not it didn't feel some like the, anything. It wasn't fun. I didn't have fun. I didn't. Some of the non-UK listeners might be thinking that, like, the phrase "a load of old tosh." Yeah, it's like the re- it's a real like whoa. <laughs> like oh, the dog's okay, yeah. No, no. I mean, I think, oh. I think that you like that's a savage fucking assessment of the film. Like, well, it, kind of, but it just I means mean, it's just uh, you know. Well, we've got national lampoons. Sam has run it over his car. <laughs> Let's tip it over onto its underside and slice open the carcass. I guess. <laughs> okay, so we start with a Christmas cartoon. We've got some yeah. proper eighties music, some kind of. There's a point where they say, "And then we're gonna dream our Christmas dreams." <laughs> 
and then we're going to lampoon them because we're the National Lampoon Crew. At this point, with the little animation and the bouncy eighties music, and John Hughes's name, yeah, I know him. I've seen some of don't his films. Don't you forget about him? I didn't because I saw don't, his name. I, was don't, like, I remember don't, him. Don't, don't, <laughs> no, don't. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> now. I think it's just worth mentioning this, but I'm very familiar with the Home Alone films. Okay. Even the shit post-Macaulay ones. Well, one of... Three. Three. I don't know yeah. about the other ones. There's some straight to DVD. There is a Home Alone 4, and yeah, there's yeah. also a Home Alone PS2 game. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I've not been on the wiki, I'm not sure if that's canon or not. I'm very fond of the Home Alone films. Yeah. And I have watched them quite a lot of times at Christmas, and I've watched them as an adult, and I still had a good time. I've watched Breakfast Club with John Hughes. Yeah. And because I was like, oh, he's written Home Alone. This is like, and I think he directed. He did direct this. This was written by him, but not directed by him. Here, tell me, what's the difference between? And I'm assuming because you studied media, you can tell me. Speak yeah. now or forever hold your peace. What is the difference between someone writing something, yeah, yeah. and screenplay by? It's the same thing, really. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's the same. <laughs> you oh, write right. the screenplay. It's. I guess it's. Uh, mm, I guess it's just up to how people want to phrase it. But uh. yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I just feel you're going to get a serious fucking shitload of comments right now from real interesting people explaining. Yeah, so it's written by John Hughes and he's written Home Alone and he's directed Home Alone and Breakfast Club. Those films have heart and joy and they're fun and I I I love them. Yeah. And so I, I was listening to this bouncy Christmas music. I was watching this silly animation. <laughs> yeah. I saw his name written by. And I was like, fucking hell, we're going to have a great time. I'm going to have a, a Christmas belter. He's already written one Christmas classic. Arguably two. Both Arguably, Home Alones. Yeah. He's going to knock it out of the park with this other one. And this is yeah, pre-Home I mean, Alone. This is like his early stuff, you know? Yeah, right. And exactly. This is like, he's got, um, you know, he had Donald Trump in Home Alone too, which, you know, Chevy Chase, you know, it ain't near that level of fun. No. Malevolent evil, so he can handle the big fish, you know. Yeah, this is like if I had listened to the Green album by Weezer and thought this is fucking great, and had never heard the Blue album, and then one day I went back and I picked up the Blue album, popped that in the CD player. I was like, holy shit, that's what I thought this movie was going to be. This is going to be. <laughs> this is such a niche fucking reference. Yeah, you lost me at Weezer like, <sighs> after the word Weezer. I was like, right. oh, oh, oh no, it's, it's one of those Weezer jokes. Is it? <laughs> it's not really a joke. It's just like not. The ones we have to know loads of stuff. <laughs> I expect. I just expected this to be. No, come on, come on, come on. Okay, finish the finish no, the green. This just. The, I just no. say finish the green day Joe. Finish the green <laughs> album joke. What I was hoping was that Home Alone would be the green album, and that would have been my only experience of Weezer slash John Hughes. But then I go back and I discover this, which I never see the blue album, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Pop that in the CD player and was holy shit. That earlier stuff was even better than this later stuff. This is going to be. Right. A so sorry, your hypothetical scenario involves yeah. a hype, an additional layer of hypocrisy, <laughs> where the hypothetical Look, listening right. of also thinks that you think this is good and it's a bad analogy. It's a bad analogy. It's falling apart. Hang on a second. Yeah. Do you like the blue album? Yeah, and, and I like the green album, but the blue album's better than the green album. But you didn't like this movie? No. I, this is this is about what I hoped was going to happen. Right. We'll edit this whole bit out. <laughs> Oh no, oh no, oh no, you won't. Don't you dare, you cowards. I want to see, I want them to hear you thrash about. 
there'll be someone at home going, yeah, I get what he's saying. No, totally, man. Rivers yeah. Cuomo will be tuning in being like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Killer Rivers impression as well, by the way. <laughs> you got his matter of Sorry, stage with him. again. Ooh, wee, ooh. He's right there. He, he's got that one. <laughs> Let me just put down this hash pipe and listen to this episode of a podcast. Beverly Hills. But Buddy Holly, Buddy Buddy Holly. Yeah, but Buddy Holly. Juliet Lewis is in this as a child. Yeah. And Big Bang Boy. Yeah. Big how Bang about that? Big Bang Big Bang Boy Theory. Yeah. Big theory Bang Boy. He's there. Oh, Johnny Johnny Galecki? I, I only really know because you've just told me there, but I I The I'm other little boy the the brother is not Sheldon, but one of the other comedy nerds. From the Big Bang Theory. Can I get a bobblehead of them in HMV? Of course you can. Are they playable in the special edition of Cluedo that is Big Bang Theory? You bet your sweet ass they are. That's they don't just put anyone in there. No. They they don't because in that meeting they were pushing for four Sheldons. <laughs> <laughs> One guy wanted five. Yeah. No, they had. You some, know, I can't remember his character's name. Uh, it's some. I don't know. But yeah, it's Barry. Barry Zinger. That that's the one in this. Yeah. Barry Zinger's in there. Barry Zinger. And then he comes in, doesn't he? And everyone in the bar goes, Barry Zinger. <laughs> Norm. Yeah, it's great. It's the Big Bang where everyone knows your name. But no, we've got some famous child stars here. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. And pretty much every famous adult star too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're off to get the Christmas tree. Yeah. That's a good old family tradition, isn't it? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. No. I was at the garden centre where the artificial tree that did us from from like 96 to 2004 was picked mm. up and I wasn't present for the purchase of another fake tree which then lasted us from then until present and that yeah. was a higher quality one it was built to last yeah, yeah. but I have been into the shop where they got it so that's so you've had a similar experience uh, very very similar I yeah. mean I was going to ask you is that like a Christmas tradition in the Chaplin household is that like a Protestant thing or an English thing or we did used to have real trees for a while really and we actually had one planted in the garden that we would then and decant <laughs> into the living room and then put back. Well, you have to let it breathe a little bit first, obviously. But once that went by the wayside, we got a nice quality fake one and that's lasted us ever since. So is there a chaplain divide then of real versus fake? You know, a lot of people out there say that we eat a lot of processed foods and they're bad for you. So obviously if, yeah, you're, yeah. if you're going to eat a tree, you want to eat a real one and not yeah, like yeah. a phony artificial one because the additives that they're putting in these Christmas trees these days is insane. So I was yeah. wondering where you sat on that debate or if there is a debate in your in your life or family i think the more i've come to understand the practicalities of setting up a christmas for a family mm. i'm like fake a hundred percent of the way just get a big old lovely fake tree it will look better it will not drop its needles everywhere oh yeah yeah you don't want them needles all around the place but apparently in rural carolina you can yeah. sell those pine needles and make some money can you apparently so in bulk if you got a really big tree yeah they have some commercial value apparently ah, okay and a little bit you know the benefit of fake trees one-off purchase lasts you for a long time yeah that's what i'm gonna that's, say that's true you know it's, it's the original otp the original one-time purchase yeah you know it's uh 
it is what Christmas is all about. I remember, like, a very, very young going to a friend's family, mm. and they, they had a massive, you know, patch of land. They were a big farming family, and mm. they had uh, the real tree. I remember, like, thinking, about, oh, wow, real tree, this is going to be amazing. I remember, like, I was saying, like, six or something, and be like, that tree seems a little bit scant. Yeah. very thin in the arms, and the branches have hardly any bristles at all. All these needles everywhere, and sap, I can imagine, is nothing but an eyesore and a handsore to clean and maintain. And that I, that snapped with me as a youngin, you know? Nine times out of ten, they look worse than fake, unless you get a really, really, really expensive one. And then, what's the point? Yeah, how long does it last? Like, if you had one, how long did it last for? Or do you actually like, put it back in the earth to, like, top up its HP so it lived a bit longer? The idea, I think the conventional thing is you buy a tree from a tree place question yeah. mark not sure you can buy them on the bridge in Galway they yeah. sell them on the bridge over the river you can buy them in the co-op car park you know and you take it home and you put it in your thing and then once Christmas is done bye bye tree take it to the dump is the idea they don't last forever but that's why we started we actually got one that we planted and then uh, moved back and forth to try and keep see. it going so you, you so wait you like zombie resurrected this tree I think so unless my memory is completely wrong in which case dad can you email in to the show and let me know that I got that wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's cinemaswell at gmail.com. It'd be really funny if that's uh, how your dad communicates. It's the only way we, we, <laughs> we chat in your podcast. So they're caroling in the car on the way there. Uh, yeah. la 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 I was wondering what your fave carols are. Not Christmas songs, saying carols. carols. Straight up carols. Uh, and that's the one time of the year where I'll be like, you know what? Religious symbolism has something going for it because they've got some fucking bangers. Yeah? Have they? Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn king And then of course Oh come all ye faithful Yeah Come on your knees Oh hear the angels sing Yeah, that's a good one When, um, when Christ was born Yeah, my favourite is the um, I don't want a lot for Christmas there is just one thing I need, and I. So if I'm doing my, I can't do Mariah Carey at that stage of her career. I'm sorry, I can't do anything pre-heartbreaker. I'm not a fucking. I'm not a. Um, no. <laughs> Make my wish come true. It sounds like kind of when someone's like shined up a balloon, they're rubbing their hands. I'm just saying, if you touch Mariah Carey after she sings that song, you will get a nasty shock. I don't really know carols very well, to be honest. And I'm not talking about static. She has an abrasive attitude, notoriously. (laughs) Uh, I'm not much of a carol guy. Really? No, I don't know that many. Really? You know, not follow la line. The problem with my non-religious upbringing. Sorry, my my Protestant upbringing. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. What? What do you do when you want figgy pudding then? Like, if you, like, you just gotta be what? No figgy pudding? Like? No, I put a vote up on Cinema Swell's Twitter <laughs> to determine whether figgy pudding is nice or not nice. What is your stance on, on I don't fig like pudding? Christmas pudding? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I rubbish. mean, I'll eat it, but there's so much I wanna eat on Christmas. Yeah. That Bottom of I the list. I'm not gonna enter into Brain Town or, uh, <laughs> 
I'm not, I'm not going to Braintown or Acid Reflux Boulevard yeah. by way of Nausea Way, you know? I'm going to stick to what I know, you know? Yeah. The family gets aggravated by some jerks in a, like, pickup truck. Evil trucks. Evil trucks. They get stuck under a truck. They get truck stuck. Oh, there's so much calamity going on here. It's so yeah. calamitous. And what I wrote here was, Chevy Chase is so good at facial expressions and comedy timing. Is it is he? a marvel to behold. He is. His little t- his little facial tics of the calm or appearing to be calm yeah. dad who has this thin veneer of having a handle over everything where he's obviously underneath that thin exterior. You can see just peeking out the mad cocaine-fueled eyes of Chevy Chase where he's like, ah, everything's terrible and this is rubbish, you know? Tells his wife to look over there and he gives him the finger, you know, all that. Uh, Take it, Russ. And then he doesn't sing and he's like, la, 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 la. You know, it's a, hey. Sorry, no one has stuck up for Chevy Chase like I have just done in the last five goddamn years. Yeah? While you were saying that, I was having a, a little think. And I thought, you know who I would want in this role more than Chevy Chase? Mm-hmm. Is a Phil Hartman. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Imagine yes. this film, but Phil Hartman in it. I think I would no, have a better totally. time. totally. A little bit later on SNL, but uh, yeah. that, is a, that is totally it. Yes. Yeah, that kind of dad losing it a bit vibe. I think he could... Nail. Yeah, I, I loved him in I loved him in Jingle All the Way, mm-hmm. but man, it would actually been great if as a protagonist, like yeah, mm. him him going slowly mad. He's got that very calm, velvety, smooth voice, which you can just tweak in a little bit of the angst in there. Mm. Oh, he'd be good at that. I'm not saying Chevy is complete garbage here. I'm not. I'm not saying he's doing a bad job of acting in this film. As someone who has dabbled in the live comedy arts, <laughs> yes. Would you look at Chevy Chase and kind of go, I can see why he's considered by many to be the be-all and end-all or one of the top dogs of comedy, and he has a certain je ne sais quoi or a certain X factor as it pertains to comic timing or anything? Not really based on this. I th- it, you, you can tell that he's got a certain charm to him in some scenes. <laughs> it's the... The kind of straight-faced slagging someone off. That thing he does where he's like, hey kids, look over there. And then he does the middle finger thing. Yeah, yeah. Or he's like, you know, saying something to someone and you know, slips in like a drop dead or like, you know, go, go to hell or something. In a is it that he's a very relatable character to an older generation? Do you yeah, think? Yeah, because I, I can yes. imagine my like my dad loves this movie, right? And I, I wonder if part of that is because he would kind of have been of that polite mindset, but maybe underneath it'd be like, oh god, fuck this! And a lot of people wish they could just say that and like yeah, see maybe. Chevy do that in a comedic way is very cool because comedians very rarely got labelled as cool, and Chevy Chase was fucking hip. Like he was yeah. considered to be cool as fuck. Him and John Belushi, like the, the likes. Mm. Of which maybe because I've not been in, in this exact situation or even really had to take the reins of a, of a Christmas I don't know the true pain of it I don't know I, I can't really relate to his his woes <laughs> his anguish here I can't feel the motivation I don't know he should be lampooning something that was more relatable if he lampooned like an addiction to fizzy drinks then sure then get on board if he lampooned working at a cinema national lampooned <laughs> cinema vacation then fine <laughs> You know, National Lampooneral Partner, where you work. <laughs> then I'm on board. Okay. Yeah. 
But uh, Chevy, you know, money on the table, Matt. That's all. That's all I'm saying, mate. Money on the table. They go to the forest where they're going to cut down a big tree because that's the tradition. Yeah, they crash in spectacularly. This has got a crazy big budget, like 27 million or something. It was <laughs> for like the, the 80s. It's like absurd to think that they went from one of the lowest budget, highest grossest comedies mm. with Animal House to I don't know. I mean, this did still do very very well. Yeah. but you know, <laughs> 27 million. Good lord. I got a yeah nice slow mo car jump through a sign that, I mean that was pretty cool you know got a lot of laughs that bit didn't it <laughs> well, no but it was cool it was the, you the know. big laugh for the cool shot car crash like, I was just like know. oh neat that's good that they did that not like <laughs> he's crashed well, well Sam you know that, that's kind of why you and I took our different paths in stand up comedy because I yeah. used to like to I'd have a tight five and I'd always end it on a spectacular <laughs> car crash <laughs> and the, the crowd ate that shit up like they never yeah. saw it coming and they appreciated the book that went into the routine so you'd end on a big car crash my entire set would just be a car crash (laughs) is the issue it's like the old saying goes Sam funny needs money you know <laughs> so they, they get to the big tree place they see the big tree the daughter's frozen he, he would pick the tree with the heavenly glow wouldn't he like, he would the, the American typical American now wouldn't he the little big bang boy says dad did you bring a saw and we get an actual kind of noise as he widens his eyes he goes no I forgot the saw and well it's like dad did you remember the saw he's forgot the saw but they still got the tree and they're taking it home right well it's it's implied that they uprooted the tree that's oh, the whole gag okay that's why there's a big load of roots and soil at the end of it right because they don't now this was alright for you when you were like decanting the tree you just yank it out and pull yeah, it back yeah. you had you had a modular tree that just kind of clicked <laughs> into the earth like in Minecraft <laughs> or some shit like <laughs> yeah but this ain't your Hollywood life sound this is a real life Hollywood movie where real people have real trees that have real roots I yeah? think maybe some of these gags in this film were a bit too clever and subtle for me and I didn't quite get them yeah I think so I yeah. think that National Lampoon's was maybe a little bit too too clever for you in this <laughs> case eyebrow for my taste yeah a little bit we head back to the homesteads where uh oh it's the villains of the piece the incredibly sexy next door neighbours mm. Julia Lulia Dreyfus <laughs> Yeah. Another opportunity for uh, it was it was a, it was a bit there. Actually, there was a bit in Morse code for the real <laughs> Seinfeld fans out there. Right. Have you ever seen the clip of Jerry Seinfeld being asked by Larry King if Seinfeld got cancelled on like CNN? He's like doing this talk show. Hmm. He's like, what, what? What? So Seinfeld, one of the biggest shows, nine seasons. What happened? Why did you get cancelled? He's like, cancelled. <laughs> rated TV shows of all time Larry and it was and he's so pissed off you know one of those days when you don't do anything for nine years and then Larry King gives you shit <laughs> and fair so he bounced back with B movie so I'm not like I'm not yeah, making yeah. fun I'm not making fun, not making we, fun. we get a little film goof here oh because he's he, he gets a chainsaw out and, and he puts the mask on and he looks like the Halloween man from the film Hallow- Halloween oh my fucking god stop that what what it's Friday the 13th is it Halloween is Michael Myers uh. Michael Myers Halloween remember <laughs> And then he's like, he's chasing her. He's like, ah, my 
Michael Myers. He's like, I'm shagadelic, baby. Have you seen the love guru? Ah! <laughs> yeah. So you get a nice little reference to another film there. Yeah. A nod and a wink. A little bit of how's your father. Oh. Yeah. I'd like to take a moment to thank the executive producers and all the bigwigs in Hollywood who decided to come together in a show of unity to, to dig into the deep, rich vaults of movie magic to yeah. give us a smile, huh? Do th- <laughs> that took a few meetings, Sam. I'm just, I'm just saying, it took a few meetings where they had to clear up if it was a clear parody or not and if they had to get anyone involved. Yeah. You know, that, I, there's work behind that look yeah. it's the old saying goes all right it's not a joke unless a few lawyers have had to you know mm. do the groundwork you know yeah, yeah. that's a proper joke i'm glad they went to all the effort for for that bit <laughs> wasted on you it was no, wasted no. not seen that film there's hundreds of man hours in that bit sound <laughs> you wouldn't appreciate it <laughs> so the tree is gross and sappy yeah and like he unfurls it and it's super super big there was a few moments in this movie right where mm. i was like oh that's not quite the same as, but definitely heavily similar to jokes in other things that I've seen since. Mm. Like, that bit there reminded me of one of my favourite bits from the US office, where right. he brings back the tree, and it's way too tall, and they yeah. don't, can't fit it in there. It's a very similar gag. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit later on where they want to do a drum roll, a universally accepted noise or sound effect that everyone in this close family all manages to do differently. Mm. Just like in Arrested Development with the chicken dance. And I mm. found myself going... Hmm, have people supped from the font of Lampoon a bit much? Or is it just that kind of influential? Maybe, yeah, maybe subconsciously or even super consciously. Consciously, <laughs> as it's known. But yeah, it might, people might have picked up on those gags. Oh, don't you don't want to give them any credit, do you? No, no I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> You Does know what's it? really funny? What's really funny is that we've done this, right? Is the film festive movie. I yeah. know that Lord of the Rings in the new year. <laughs> well, not necessarily oh. at time of record. Oh, oh sorry, at time of recording. don't know if that's definitely happening or not. The fucking, seriously, the coal being shoveled into Cinema Swirl at the moment is putting them hours in like... Uh, Full steam ahead, Sam. Come on. Chevy gets covered in sap and he can't read his magazine because he's all sticky. No, come on. He's never been sticky. Because That's he reliable. didn't wash his hands or anything between t- touching the tree and going to bed. Oh, come on, Sam. It was the 80s. No one washed their hands. No, yeah. We just licked all our right. fingers clean. It was okay. Yeah. Oh, now we get one of my favourite tropes of all Christmas films or Christmas anything. Yep. is the idea of a Christmas bonus. <laughs> I love a Christmas bonus. I love a Christmas bonus as a plot line. I mean, it's a very American thing, isn't it? It's, yes, very much Have so. Have you ever gotten a Christmas bonus? Yeah, but it was like 50 quid. That's fucking more than I've ever got. Like, honestly, nearly every job I've ever worked, yeah. the closest thing to a Christmas bonus is that there is more work to do. <laughs> Or it's, there it's is really, bonus work. <laughs> it is, is really busy. Or, yeah. in the time when I was a mailman, it is so busy that there is a demand for your freelance services, and hence there is more opportunity to work for the same rate in which you would normally work. Yeah. You, as a little Christmas bonus to yourself, could work an extra couple dozen hours if you want to. And then you can pretend you didn't work those hours, and it feels like getting a bonus. And then you get that time back when you don't urinate. <laughs> Well, we crossed the streams of jokes there. Yeah, but no, Christmas bonus as a concept is a is a great movie tradition. I love it. See, it's not relatable for me. It is for you now, you see. That's the problem. Yeah, that nine-to-five life. <laughs> 
can't wait for my Christmas bonus this year. A man will have to bring it to my house in a little envelope. Yeah, what is that? The work messenger or something will have to come by and give it to me. You know uh, what? That's a, that's a job that would be grind, wouldn't it? It's like, what's your job? Oh, I delivered the Christmas bonuses. Or the news that there is no Christmas bonus. <laughs> Good grand work if it's going, you yeah. know, fine. Nothing wrong with this. Seasonal, so, though. Seasonal work. <laughs> I do like his role that he has where he's uh, working in this cereal uh, business where hmm. he patents a new varnish or a new non-nutritional glaze that enhances the crunch of mm. breakfast cereal. Like, I feel that is probably the most significant thing that Chevy Chase has ever done, even though that's a hypothetical thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. But, like, just the concept of that alone is, like, that's empowering. Yeah. It's like when you found out that Margaret Thatcher was behind, like, whipped ice cream. You know, the kind of, like, Mr. Whippy-type ice cream. She was... Damn her. She worked on that. And I'm like, I do like that. Thatcher, you <laughs> motherfucker... You, Thatcher, you son of a bitch. You got us. You got us. I'll give I'll give you the ice cream. Now, apologize yeah. for the coal mines. Yeah. Okay? It doesn't make up for that. Now, I was I was going to ask you this now. Right? I know it's only a hypothetical. Although, sure. if you are if you are in the food bioengineering world and you have mm. come across this or you are, are a food engineer of some sort, do yeah, let yeah. us know. I'd like to give praise to the right person and not Chevy Chase. He's bad enough at doing that already as it is. Mm. But if you could pick one cereal with which to apply this hypothetical non, non-soggy inducing glaze, what would it be? What would it be? So it doesn't make them soggy. Yeah, like is which which cereal do you think goes soggiest quickest? Cocoa Pops straight away go soggy. I'm into mindful eating and drinking at the moment. Have you heard about this? No. It's basically it's like when you have something that's really tasty and you know you love. Yeah. And oftentimes this happens to me where it's like, particularly if it's like a meal I love, like roast chicken or something. Yeah. Or I'm like, wow. And then I'll like, I'll eat it super quick and I'll be like, oh, that was really great and lovely and satisfying. Right. But I don't think I've taken time to appreciate it. So mm. what you do is just for one or two bites, give your eyes a little bit of a close, really focus on just tasting it and feeling the textures of what you're eating or drinking and just allow yourself to focus on that and nothing else and if something else pops in your mind that's no big deal yeah. I'd like to do that with Cocoa Pops and I feel I couldn't because yeah. if I'm going to mindfully eat and take my time soggy. then I'm going to have to be mindfully aware of a soggy bowl of brain mush Yeah, yeah. is it Cocoa Pops for you? I think so Cocoa Pops Mm, what else goes soggy quick? Frosty seem like they go soggy before milk oh, even yeah, hits them. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like a soggy Frosty is kind of gross. You, arguably, when you eat Frosties, you don't really want milk. <laughs> But you feel like you have to, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like in order to be considered a regular functioning human, you've got to put a bit of milk on there. Yeah, and the problem with Frosty as well is I think it's the first cereal that I gave up on, and I had to kind of like lie to myself. Like it was mm. it was a web of deceit. I was like, oh, they're a kid's cereal. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna eat what do you think I'm a what do you think I'm a kid as a cartoon tiger item? Come on, mm. I'm not gonna eat that. But the reality was is that every time I bore myself a bowl and go, Oh, these have gone soggy, I've gotten making cereal wrong somehow. I've <laughs> this isn't what they want. Tony the no. Tiger is like going to be like, hey, you're going to have two mouthfuls, chub, and then it's going to be kind of shit. I felt like I was letting Tony down. I'm surprised no one's actually come up with this glaze IRL. I mean, I think there is probably more important things to focus on. And it probably defies some laws of uh, physics, maybe. 
or bi not biology. What's the cereal science? What is it? It would be food science, surely. Chemistry. The cereal science is chemistry? I don't know. It'd be food sciences, technically, which, which incorporates elements of biochemistry uh, and biology and nutrition and all sorts, I would have right, thought. Right. We need to get some funding in on that, you know? <laughs> that seems like a priority. Once we get, like, equal pay shortage, and then wars, and a few of the other bits on the to-do list, yeah. let's get on that cereal varnish. Because Chevy's the glaze man, he sorted the glaze. Bonus is pretty much goes without saying it's going to happen. He's going to get his big bonus, right? Yeah, he's going to spend that big bonus, isn't he? What's he going to spend it on? A national lampool. Yay! Going to be great. He's very excited about the pool. He's already put in like a deposit on it, I think. Yeah. He knows he's getting that bonus. He's very confident in that. And that there's no way that can go wrong. No. I mean, no. there's nothing as sure as the plot line of a Christmas bonus. Yeah. The certainty. The, the watertight nature that is Christmas bonuses in America. It would have to be watertight for that pool. Yeah, eh? seriously, right? Hey, hey. It's got water in it. Christmas bonuses, which have a duality of existence as being both widespread, but also so fragile and tentative in nature that they can become, you know, the underlining plot of anything to do with Christmas. Hmm. I think I think the plot of my Christmas this year, I want it to be the Christmas bonus. Yeah. I think I'll do that. The person who, who wrote in earlier asking for new Christmas traditions. The Christmas bonus. Set aside a little money in November and say yeah. that's the Christmas bonus and then like hide it in the house and then be like, oh, the Christmas bonus isn't going to come. How are we going to manage? And then find it and have a great time. I was going to say, you're like you're self-employed, so this is down to you to decide how you get a bonus. In order to get a bonus, you'd have to take money from yourself the rest of the year and then pay it back to yourself in one lump sum. Yeah, I, I can do like a boss-employee interaction with just myself where yeah. I'm like looking in the mirror and like, I had to tighten the belt. I'm like, you heartless old <laughs> bastard. Like, you know. <laughs> so yeah, Mr. Shirky is boss. That's uh, only, only bloody cowboy Bill Murray's brother. Oh, right. I, I've written several times that this guy really fucking looks like Bill Murray, but it's not Bill yeah. Murray. I can tell it's not Bill but Murray. You probably know him for that voice of his. He right. was like, wi he was widespread voice use. But he's like right. in a fucking million in movies. Right? It's, yeah, it's good. Is this after they've fallen out, Chevy and real Bill, not brother Bill? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that happened. Right. There's something involved in one of Bill Murray's brothers as well. I'm not sure if Jesus it's this Christ. one or, or another Murray brother, but yeah, that's how bad that list is. There's too much of it to remember. It's like, oh shit, like, shouldn't have thought I could remember the shop and I should have written it all down. Do you think they wanted Bill Murray for that role, but because Chevy has fallen out with him, they had to get the next best thing, which is Bill Murray's brother. Bill Murray's brother, like, he's yeah. cheaper and he's got a footy voice, like, you know. <laughs> but he's, he's good as a grumpy boss. Oh yeah, he's great. That voice yeah. is just like, you know, that voice can be malevolent billionaire or crusty old boss it's like mm. such a fucking perfect voice I wish he podcasted oh maybe Ooh. he does we haven't <laughs> I don't know Chevy goes shopping to the the underwear bit the lady underwear bit now this is an interesting one now uh, watching mm. this with Joe, she wanted me to, uh, to ask you and, and for us to have this discourse here amongst ourselves sure as two boys mm -hmm. what is the reality of the situation that Hollywood always puts the situation in front of us yeah, I wonder yeah. what you think the reality is is when a man is in a shop or there's a sexy lady who's a sexy shop assistant mm. they're like oh sorry I'm I'll pay by my dick. I mean, uh, yeah. cards. Sorry. Blah, ugh. Now, has that ever happened to you where there's been a sexy lady and you've started, like, inadvertently 
saying sexually nipples Sexually harassing her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's never happened to me. I can't relate to that. We all get sometimes intimidated by an attractive person and we feel a bit overwhelmed, maybe. I, I get overwhelmed by shop assistants generally, I think. Yeah. Know? If I don't want their help, I'm like, I get very irritated. And if I do want their help, I'm a little bit like, ooh, uh, yeah. uh you know? But that's not what we're talking about here. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a much different thing. We're talking about proper bawdy kind of kind of humour, isn't it? This is like, he's seen a sexy lady and he starts saying, nipply outside, oh, nippy, let let me just, oh, I was looking at your, I mean, I, I've got a boner, I've, I've got a dick. <laughs> I mean, do you think uh, like that happens in just in lingerie shops in general? Like, do you think like in Victoria's Secret or Anne Summers, they're like, oh, you wouldn't believe today some guy came in and started doing all these inadvertent double entendres? Yeah, I I don't know. Genuinely want to know if anyone's had this experience, you got to email in. I mean, that's what a Freudian slip is, isn't it? But it doesn't always have to be like sexual, but it can be like saying. (laughs) Why did you say that word like sexual? But it's sort of saying what's in your subconscious mind by accident. Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay, I Which guess so, but be. I mean, everyone's got, you got a bit more of a handle on your words than that now, generally. I'd love to know if anything's happened to anyone. But, the, I mean, but this is a film, and it's silly, and it's like, oh, nice lady. Oh, I know, but it's the fact that it's such a trope, I just figured it was a fair question, yeah. that if anyone's like, oh, yeah, all the time, like, you know, and not just sexy ladies, sexy guys as well, yeah. you know? Sexy guy working in the Warhammer shop, you go in, I'm like, oh, can I buy some space my balls? I mean, Marines, you know, it happens, <laughs> you know? It happens. To everyone, <laughs> it does. I mean, this trope, this idea is such a like old fashioned postcard, like humor type thing, isn't it? A like, little bit of how's your father? Yeah, it's very wiggly glasses situation. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm like, not I, wrong with a bit of blue, eh? I get it, but like, it, it wasn't done well, and there wasn't like a, a payoff where he really gets any kind of comeuppance for being a bit lechy, or even if you're just going to be like, oh, he's making the wrong, he's doing the silly word. There's no big joke. The joke is his son comes up and is like, oh, dad, hi. And that's it. I, the payoff I, is later I, when he fantasises about her, isn't it? Well, for, for him, yeah, I'm sure that was, <laughs> was great, but... I don't know. I just feel like some of the some of these scenes build up and they don't do anything. What's the what's the deal as well? Every time these situations, it's always this like kind of ethereal, sexy lady where he's like kind of whoa, my dick's in my pants, and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm a hologram, I can't process that. You know, I'm sorry, I'm not programmed to understand the male gaze. You know, yeah. it's, they're always these very strange android cloud based future ladies who don't mm. seem to process human thought at all. No, it's it's quite bizarre. It's as if it was written by <laughs> someone who might have similar kind of fantasies, you know, and just want women to act how they imagine they might in their nice, silly dream. Now, make a movie out of us. Yeah. The ding-dongs at home get lower and lower. They go ding-dong, ding-dong. 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 Mm. Ding-dong. And the family is here, and everyone comes in, and there's a big family melee. I love this scene where everyone's coming in, and it's like, ah, and everyone's doing a million things and you're like oh give me a rub I'll give you a quarter and like I've had a pint of fluid taken out of my back and all this crazy cavalcade of like yeah. where if you zoomed out the camera uh, like 10 meters it'd be like oh it's a happy family Christmas gathering everyone's happy to be here and then you get a little bit close it's like everyone's just got weird problems and shit Ugh. yeah 
you know, I, yeah. I guess that's kind of relatable. This like is that yeah the sudden kind of influx of all the family at once, and you know everyone interacts with each other in their own little way and has their little things. Yeah, I I, I feel I've inherited my parents' uh, kind of bunker mentality for Christmas. Whereas here we've got all the food and all the nice things. Yeah. Let's let's lock the doors and close the curtains. And occasionally, <laughs> no we'll one comes a, in a or new, out. <laughs> yeah, a new person like Joe is like the, the first person who's come into the bunker in the last five years. Right. Like a new a newbie in. But other than that, it's like no, no one else is. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I kind of feel like the idea of hosting eight or ten people would fucking destroy me. Yeah. I think it's something you've really got to work your way up to yeah. over many, many years. You've got to get yourself ready for that. Uh, I think you've like a little bit of family first, like. Yeah. Like, maybe one year I'll be like, Mum, decide between you and Dad who would like to come to my house for Christmas. Yeah. And we'll, ha- we'll have a trial run with one of you. And then I'll and see then if the I can incorporate year. the pair. Yeah. And then we'll take it from there. Like. I think that's how you have to do it. I-, I, mean, I can relate to elderly relatives falling asleep in chairs, but it's not necessarily funny. And, oh, come on, it's really funny when they fall asleep in a chair and then they do a cheeky pump. I mean, that is quite funny, yeah. Hey, Sam, guess who learned a new English word for farting? Me. What, recently you've learned pump. Pump? Yeah. Pump. <laughs> it's done a pump. Pump! <laughs> it's great! It's great. It's, it's so you know, good. I said, I said earlier about tone the hole, asterisk, the word pump for, for farts. Yeah. Because... Trump used to be great. I used to love, oh, he's trumpet in there, like, eating yeah. loads of Trumps. I thought it's the funny. And then, of course, you know, that word kind of got ruined. It's like, the way I used to love an old Brexit, you know, before this yeah, whole yeah. thing happened. But that word got ruined, didn't it? Mm. You know, what was it before? I'm never going to tell. But, like, uh, pump now, I feel like, oh, it sounds similar. Mm. It actually has the same, like, when the word is said, as the, it hangs in the air in the same way. And also, as well, it does feel like kind of, it's come something like a little... Like, I, I will yeah. use that now to describe a very specific fart. Right. Now, if I say pump to you, you're thinking about, oh, yeah, no, I know what you mean, like. It's not It's not a big one. No, it's not. No, it's just no, a little no. pump. A little... Oh, like, you know, pump. <laughs> like, you're a machine and the body is just let off a little steam, like, you yeah. know? There's a difference between a fart and a pump and a trump, I think. Fart, pump yeah. and trump are all different types of Very, pump. very different. I yeah. imagine trump to be stinky, like, you Yeah. Know? Like, it clings to you. Whereas a pump is just a funny noise. It's not... It's a, a kind of... Like a, it's a little pump. No, 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 no. That's a parp. You, you oh, that's know a that's parp. a that's Sorry. a parp. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I need to um, know my parps and my pumps. I really feel like we could do the the Americans listening a good service now mm. and give them a nice big long list of fart words because <laughs> I think they've only got cut the cut the cheese mm. and I'm not sure that one's any good because sometimes that makes you might think people say he's cutting the mustard and you might think he's doing a really good job and actually it just means he's done a smelly he's done the pump. pump. He's done a smelly pump instead. <laughs> Uh, uh. Very famous scene here coming up now where he's got the L Christmas lights and it doesn't go according <sighs> to plan, eh? Chevy yeah. Chase, master of physical comedy, yeah? A master of physical comedy. Had to spend a time in a rehabilitation facility because his mastery of physical comedy led to him having a serious painkiller addiction. Oh. Um, apparently, a lot of the people who I would have considered to be physical comedy greats all yeah. struggle with like back pain and shit. Because they keep falling off fucking roofs. That's yeah, why. Falls hurt. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. No, don't do that. 
No, Don't no, fall no. off a roof. Yeah, he's up a ladder. He's got a staple gun and he's got some electrical lights. I wonder if anything's going to go wrong. I don't. Am I being too cynical about this movie? Am I just? Am I not? Oh come on! <laughs> and the, you know what's going to happen, but it's still funny and the ladder anyway. Tips up and then he goes back and then he falls down and he's and but yeah, the the, the lights is really funny because right he, the icicle comes off and it comes in and flies in and it smashes the sexy baddies TV like when they're yeah. trying to watch their sexy TV shows. Goddamn sexy yuppies get them those yeah. bastards the real villains of the piece those sexy bastards yeah who, who I, as far as I can tell haven't done anything wrong Sam what are you talking about they're fucking they're antagonists in a broad comedy of course they're sexy yeah, okay. of course they're bad oh, come yeah. on their crime is their youth and professionalism <laughs> those yuppie sons of bitches how'd you get that house is it with a fixed rate mortgage you fucking piece of fucking shit <laughs> What, are you going to do a lump payoff at the end? Yeah, I bet you do, you fucking filth. So, once Chetby has fallen off a roof and shit, and he's hurt himself, he tries to turn the lights on. Yeah, 25k lights he's got. Puts the two ends of the thing together to turn it on. Big reveal. And he asks for a drum roll. And you mentioned this earlier, that drum roll bit is yeah, pro- I love probably that. my favourite bit of this film. It's because someone's going like, bah, 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 bah. The best. <laughs> I'm just a baby and I like funny noises. But I think, you know, the idea of a whole family trying to do drum rolls and not really knowing what the standard, like there's no, no one really knows how to do a drum roll noise. So you just get a load of weird noises. I will counter with, you go, uh, and you double tap the knees. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what I would do. But then I can't do the rolling R thing. I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that. You can't go... No, I can't do it. Really? Yes, really. How <laughs> profoundly irritating. I'm sorry, I can't do it. It's, it's upsetting me. But Come yeah. on, Sam, be professional. I, I wish I could. <laughs> But yeah, no, that, that's a cute bit. That's a cute little moment where everyone's doing different drum rolls. And his core family are well sweet because the lights seem to be bust. You know, yeah. they're working. But everyone's nice. Like, his, his daughter's like, they look really nice even if they're not turned on, Dad. You know, that's yeah. sweet. There is, a, there is heart in this movie. You gotta yeah, give yeah. me that, Sam. There is a bit of a family bond there. Although you did kind of point out the sweetest kid is like, you know, some creep from the Big Bang theories. Sorry, I've ruined it for you. Yeah, you just put this adult man from the from that show <laughs> in, in place, like. So, Chevy's stays up all night trying to trying to fix this isn't he getting bopped by his ladder yeah he's having he's having a nightmare so next morning he pops up into the attic to hide some christmas presents playing a little bit of father christmas yeah have you got any preferred christmas stash zones not really i mean spoiler alert i know it used to be just in the loft that's the the traditional spot isn't it pop them in the loft not not for me not for me not for you this is i'm not saying where i would put them but like yeah where my parents. Oh no! What growing up, my, we had a loft, but my growing up, my parents. I think because my dad went through the loft once, then it's like right. you know, this <laughs> this will not be a yearly tradition. This will be no. an as and when, if at all, absolutely necessary. We will enter this hellscape. Um, but yeah, they, they used to pop it in their closet, which was oh. bad because they had loads of boxes for like shoes and shit. They put all they used to. All, my parents those people who keep their shoes in their boxes, right? Because they buy the kind of shoes that have boxes, or like me, yeah. my shoes come like you know wrapped in a bag <laughs> or, or wrapped in kitchen towel or old newspaper yeah so yeah I would go and be like ah Christmas presents be like oh it's just some older lady's shoe like it's you know or it's some smart small shoes or something like that but they'd be in there I, I didn't mm. know that oh, okay did you ever have to make the grown up decision to be like I'm not 
going to go up and look at my gifts, even though I know where they are. I or... never did. I never went up there to have a look. You never, you never felt. Did you feel tempted though? I felt tempted, but I, I was a good boy. I never, I never had a look. Yeah, yeah. You weren't like kind of sitting down there and being like, "Don't tempt me, Frodo." You understand? <laughs> I would go up into that loft and simply look at my presents for good. But through it, it would wield a power so terrible. <laughs> You're looking forward to it, aren't you? Huh? Yeah. Hey, big match, Andy Circus. Hey. Might Come on. not happen. Might not happen. Chevy gets hit in the face with the roof ladder, the loft ladder. That was fun. Like that. Yeah, that's good. He should have had a Styra. Yeah. I like that he's got a special crawl space to put his gifts in. That's like very, very secure. No kid's gonna look in there. Like that's that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And he digs out another little gift. <laughs> yeah, I like this. This is one of these jokes, which like the joke was enhanced by the fact that this movie was older. Like, because mm. took uh, he takes it out, and it's like Happy Mother's Day, nineteen eighty three. I'm like, God, ages ago that is. That's crazy. Brilliant. It was like five years ago. ago. Like that. So, like, I'm just telling you, if you are you know, out there, Hollywood, and I know you're listening, and we're big fans of your movies here at Cinema Swirl in Hollywood, but I would just like the writers to make sure that their jokes are at least Y2K compliant, and you don't get any false additional laughs, because now I feel like I'm coming into the second act here, and you think that you've given me a three-star joke, and you've given me a four. Yeah. Of course, Sam here probably thinks it's like a one-star joke. No, 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 look, I'm not saying, well, I am kind of saying that all the jokes here are not brilliant. Uh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> You don't like the movie. You don't like the movie. I'm okay. trying to, like, maybe in retrospect, try to think, oh, no, hold on, I did enjoy it, but I'm... I still have the same kind of feeling, but you know that Chevy Chase when he was when he was making this was thinking, mm. you know what? I seriously hope this is one of these movies that someone will try to enjoy and <laughs> really focus their energies in. Like, you know, I hope the audience works with me on this one. He gets stuck in the loft, doesn't he? Yeah, and he starts watching old Crondmist movies. Yeah. Oh, we get the sideshow Bob bit here. Yeah, we get the plant bit. I know. Yeah. That's it. Seriously, I, you saying. know what? I, I would have pissed myself laughing at that if I hadn't have watched that a bit billion times on The Simpsons as a child. And I know mm. Simpsons didn't do it first, but I'm saying that, stepping on a thing, it hitting you in the face. Is this like one of the first times where like, you know, a reference to The Simpsons is like, you're usually like, oh, I understand that now because of Rocky and it's, this whole episode is like yeah. a Rocky parody. But now it's like, oh, I understand that they would have seen this and thought, rakes, but that yeah, yeah. bit. <laughs> so I guess that's good, but I just, I, I didn't go for, because, you know, I've seen Kelsey Grammer do it better in animated form. Was that one of your smiles though? Did I get, did I that get was the one smile? Of my Smiles. The drum roll was a smile. With an assist from The Simpsons and Kelsey Grammer. Like. <laughs> Chevy Chase has got some high-end fluffers here to help him out with this one. Like They all just fuck off shopping without him. Yeah. No one checks where he is. Yeah, what do you mean? He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a busy guy, and he? They assume he's off doing Christmas stuff. And yeah. here, I've got a serious question for you. When he's up in the loft here and he starts playing dress-up, when did it mm. happen that old women stopped dressing like fortune tellers? That is an <laughs> error that I missed, and I'm really annoyed by that I think yeah. you know when did that stop hopefully it'll come back around like with the next generation of, of old women you know I don't remember if I got you one or not I was in Clinton Cards the other day mm. the card shop which came close to bankruptcy and nearly folded a few years hey. ago but manages to survive in spite of itself and, you know people love the e-cards these days they don't want a physical <laughs> card you know kids have got, got filters for their cards but I, I can't remember if I I used to buy you your birthday cards from, from Clinton's mm. And I can't remember, they have a series of cards, from the, which is a glamorous older lady, and all the cards have like felt and fake jewellery on them. And it's always like right. a sophisticated older lady, where it's like, for my beautiful wife, or for 
my one true love or for my darling mother and she's always in these provocative yeah. classy lady poses and she has that kind of look the, the gloves and the pearls mm. and the fortune teller's hat I just yeah. did, did I get you one of those I can't remember I feel like you probably did I remember you got one that had like a big P on it and it oh, said yes. happy birthday I like that one I did want it to say penis but alas happy it was penis. Uh, you know, yeah. Clinton, they run a clean shop, you know? I've just thought, you know, e-cards? Mm. They're not really a thing, are they? They're not very, They're not a big deal. And no, yet they, I think, like, male clients seek and destroy those, like, you know? They make perfect sense, and yet no one wants to use them because they're naff, and you just stick to the old thing. It, you know when those umbrella hats came in? Yeah. You'd put a hat on, and it would have an umbrella, and it would keep you dry. That makes perfect sense, and it's so practical and useful, and yet, where are they today? We still stick I with the analogue umbrella. <laughs> I think one of the issues, yeah. particularly with the e-cards, is that people don't actually like cards that much. And this no. is where I, I speak of experience of seeing my parents for years, spending hours filling out cards with a big list of people they they felt mm. they had to send cards to, and then getting millions of cards, and then having to put them all up and filter out the cards from the people who they really want up here, not there. But if people are coming around, make sure their cards are out. It's, oh, yeah. it's horrible. But this year, I've received a couple of Christmas cards from friends in the mail. And now, mm. me and Joe have gotten, for the first time ever, we're like, you know what, we might send some Christmas cards. Oh. But even though the e-card makes sense, I, it feels impersonal never, yeah, still. I know. So I think it's not actually the function of the card that's in question. It's actually the, tradition. the sentiment and the thought. Like, yeah. I know that whoever's done that has given me a f- solid minute of their time. Yeah. No, I get it. But it's, it's weird that we're kind of clinging on to that. You know, old tradition. In a Snapchat world, we're still all Polaroid guys. You know, what's going on there? Sam Chaplin's gonna binge watch some content on a wireless <laughs> device with his fucking umbrella hat, looking at his e cards on another tab. <laughs> Start a new Christmas tradition. He's gonna be drinking Pepsi as well, no doubt. His wife comes home, she opens the loft, he falls through the loft. Of oh, course he does. Whip, 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 whip. So the lights get <sighs> fixed and they come mm. on and they're super powerful, so much so that the auxiliary nuclear power station has to kick in <laughs> I think the backup power is really harmful for the environment like, or as yeah. it would have been alleged in the 80s uh, the sexy baddies try to have sexy sex and it's ruined mm, by the by the big light yeah because Clark's put the big light on yeah I mean Sam there's nothing sexier than a well lit room is all I'm saying you know <laughs> You know, you don't want to be messing with the white balance, I, I understand, but even still, yeah. come on. Their sex got ruined, and I was like, okay, take that bad yuppies, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Am starting to feel, I am starting to feel bad for you, though, mm. evil and sexy as you may be. But then, the carpet is ruined, and I was like, oh, mate, now, come on. Now, mm. like, like they actually, I felt so much sympathy for them, they became less sexy, because I felt they were no longer the antagonists of the movie. Yeah. I was just sitting there kind of going, you know what, if that happened to me now, within this Christmas buffer zone, it would probably ruin my mood for Christmas. Yeah, if sex gets ruined, fine, you can deal with that. A carpet gets ruined, that's, you know, that's a couple of hours of cleaning, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, you know, you, you can't have another go at carpet, you know, no, you, that's it, no. it's there, and now it's ruined. And you know, I should know, Sam, right, I, you asked earlier about Christmas bonuses and all that. No, I don't have a Christmas bonus this year myself. However, I did make a bulk payment off my 0% APR debt on my carpets. Right. I gave a little extra, a little bit of Christmas cheer for the uh, for the creditors who are managing the payments on my Got carpets. It. So, just a little something extra in there, alright? And I wanted to put it into a little Christmas card for them, but I had to use the 
online e-commerce platform to do it, which felt less festive, but whatever. That's their yeah. their rice, you know, their rice. Ed and his family come to stay? Yeah, these are the obligatory 80s movie bumpkin outlaw family renegade vagabonds that always have to appear with his family gatherings. Yeah, in their big RV. Yeah, the big RV and their unwashed children. Yeah. You don't get a fucking... The first thing I would have done is give them children a wash. Yeah, pop them in the bath straight away. Okay, right now, I'm just setting the scene for you, right? This is a this is a telltale game scenario I'm putting at you here, Sam, and Kevin will remember this, all right? Mm. Would you, confront with this situation, you're hosting yeah. a Hypothetical Christmas, hypothetically playing the Blue Album, and... Yeah. Some yeah, these are these are cousins in law. This is like you know. My name is, is Jonas. Do, 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 do. I'm carrying the. So I'm setting the scene. Yeah, setting the scene. Okay, C plus family at, at best, right? They're mm. not they're not main event family at all, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, they show up unannounced with an animal, children, one mm. arm as long as the other. Would you be open arms? Of course, come spend Christmas, even though we're already stretched thin as it is. Or would you turf them out? You have to bring them in. You could if they. If if they arrive unannounced, shame on them for putting that level of pressure on you with a surprise announcement. However, just turning up as a surprise. But at that point, you do have to then welcome them in. I don't. I, I personally would bring them on in. I feel I'd bring them in. However, I also feel that I would have to immediately let them know how inconvenient it was. Like, I, there's no oh, yeah, way yeah, yeah. I could pretend that I was okay with it. I would be like, "Yes, you're getting this," but the accompanying side dish is, you know, a, a two-star hostility from me. Yeah, like you're here, but you should feel bad about how you got here and why. And behind these baby green eyes, there beats the fire of a dragon that if left to their own devices would say scoot off no room at the inn unless you got the messiah in which case you should not go to the inn anyway because that needs to take place in a barn not in my house (laughs) which is not an inn ed's here he's drinking eggnog i was gonna ask about what eggnog is oh that's really interesting eggnog is um something i'm very interested in doing i I wanted to do it last year and i i didn't find the time unfortunately Mm. as i had i had unfortunate woes this time last year however this year i'm doubling down and you know sam no one likes an egg more than me right i love an egg eggnog Mm. has got a variety of recipes it seems because i asked on twitter from my american and canadian followers i was like hey i want to make eggnog what should it be and i got like 20 different recipes so no one can tell me really what the definitive one is other than it should have egg whites it also has egg yolks separately and it has either brandy some people put in rum some people put in bourbon it has sometimes double cream sometimes single cream sometimes milk sometimes milk and cream and almost always nutmeg but sometimes allspice and sometimes cloves and sometimes cinnamon according to some people right so it is basically oh and also sugar as well caster sugar so there's it's basically sweet creamy egg mild spice Christmas right. cold liquid flavor. And I want to take a big fucking bowl of that. And I want to just tip it into my fucking face. I'm really excited to do it this year. I've never tried it. I mean, either. I've never had it. Yeah. I, I, I want to have some eggnog. You're there's nothing you've not had, surely. I'm like, I've never had this thing. And I see it every time on a show. And I'm like, oh, that seems like it's a white Russian you can drink nine of and it'd be socially mm. acceptable. I want nog. The egg bit is the bit that perturbs me a bit. I don't want to be like Rocky, you know? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> down in eggs. Yeah, you know, that scene, Rocky was like, yo, Adrian, let's have some of this eggnog. I don't know, Rocky. I don't, I think that eggnog looks pretty bad. Oh, come on, Adrian, don't be such a dickhead. You know, and he gets poisoned by it. I think, right, the reason why we don't have eggnog in, in this country, and also extend good old ROI, Republican yeah. Ireland in there as well, is that, do you remember when we were younger, there was a lot of hysteria involving raw eggs, and salmonella and potential transmission of diseases now they've actually come out in the last year or so the egg council have come out in the uk and they said actually no all eggs have the red line stamp on it should be perfectly safe to have if they're raw and they used to say like oh if you were like pregnant or a young child or an old person you'll die if you have a raw egg not the case but over in america i don't think they've ever had that uh that issue with with eggs I don't say that they didn't have any potential health scares with them, but like I remember when I was a kid going to France and I ordered spaghetti carbonara when I was like eight or nine. It was my favorite mm. meal, yeah. and they had a, they served with a raw egg on top. My parents wouldn't let me eat it. They were like, "Take this away," and I was like, "But it's got a yolk and it's going to mix in." And they're like, "No, you'll die. You'll get wow. parasites. Will eat you out from the inside." Like type God. of thing. Jesus. And I have it on good authority. There's a broken biscuit cake from a cafe in Mullingar. Mm. You know the one, and it's it's so good it is the best broken biscuit cake ever and they've never given me the recipe they refuse outright they say it's a close guarded family secret we've been going to that cafe for 25 fucking years and those dickheads won't give it to us and i know why it's because one of the secret ingredients is raw egg and they're scared of saying it boom yeah wait (laughs) i'm telling you it's it's you i'm onto your game cafe in mullingar wait what's a broken biscuit cake you've not had a broken Biscuit cake. What is it? It's basically like, you know, right? Uh, the analogy I'll give is this. You know the way in Terminator, the robots make an evil robot to go back in time. And that's yeah, yeah. the Terminator, right? Yeah. And then there's T-1000. But then the good humans, the goodies, they actually reprogram a robot and they send it to help Terminator 2, which is Arnie, mm. right? The T-800. Yeah. So if Tiffin is the original Terminator or T-1000, then Broken Biscuit Cake is the good guys, brackets, the good God-fearing, guilty, shameful Catholics. Mm. That is us retooling the evil, imperialistic, Mm. cold, mechanical machinations of the dreaded droids and making it into something pure to help mankind. Broken biscuit cake. Is this baked in any way? No, it's a fridge cake. Right, you don't okay, have to bake yeah. it. I was going to say, when you were saying, like, they put raw egg in this cake, I'm like, no, nah, but if they bake it, Kevin, <laughs> it ain't raw egg anymore. I've got you there, mate. <laughs> what do they do with it? Like, I've got all these ingredients in a bowl. What? How do you make this solid? What's they, your game? They put raw egg in it and they've heated it up. <laughs> Sam, it's like almost like a batter, and yet somehow <laughs> it forms this almost sponge-like material. So Clark, he uses his fancy new kitchen lube on a like a sledge, doesn't he? On like oh a big, yeah, he does. Big pan or something? Big bowl? It is. He refers to it as a saucer sledge. A saucer? A saucer sledge, as in like imagine the teacup that goes with that. Oh, Huge. How big's that fucking teacup, yeah. eh? That's going to be the... God, you'll be fucking jazzing after that cup of tea, huh? He, he puts the lube on the saucer, or else he gets the hose again. <laughs> 
that of course is the very very protestant uh, silence of the lambs yeah. or silence of the mutton as it was also known when it was released here when he puts the lube on the saucer and he goes down the hill he goes he goes really fast doesn't he yeah he gets it and then it becomes a mario 64 level it's like it's absurd it just goes completely wacky it's like in monty python when in the life of brian when you know he goes flying he ends up in space and it's wow you know physics who needs them yeah yeah proper silly slapstick fun in it yes come on now that got the smile did that get the smile it got a bit of a smile when he crashed into a walmart bin i like that that was funny because that is where Chevy Chase uh, theoretically should be at the moment like I'm not saying I'm gonna do it or I want him to say like that's where it should be right he's still not got his bonus yet he's asking around Uh, at work he's like where's the where's the bonus yeah it's December 21st and I've written here Mm. their advent calendar is very rubbish oh it's one of those picture ones pathetic there's no Lego there's no cheese there's no homemade little list of treats that you've bought secretly for your pals that's what I've there's no Zoella cookie cutter that you can Wait, is that, is, that a th- is that a thing? There was a Zoella calendar last year. Wow. And pe- people kicked up a big fuss because it was proper shite. What was wrong with it? 35 quid or something from Boots. Like It had like confetti in it in one, a little cookie cutter in another. Ah, no. A paperclip in the third, some fluff. Um... <laughs> The concept of guilt that yeah. was in one of them, you know. One of them was a mirror and said, It's you. <laughs> <laughs> you try to think of 25 things to put in a calendar, it's impossible. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you ever been to. Have you, have you got a local Aldi, have you? Yeah, yeah. Or sorry, I will speak. I will speak the Queen's English. Have thou an Aldi? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pip, pip. Yeah, pip pip. Diddly do. Pims. Pims. If you go into, I'm not sure if they still have them because they, they sold out my Aldi, which I right. think is very, very funny. Like the way it's sold out. They have a wine advent calendar. Ooh. But now, this ain't no like little itsy bitsy, squeaky, teeny weeny wine <laughs> you get. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's a legitimate 25 stack pyramid of wine. Oh it like, goes God. up to the ceiling and it's like, that's bigger than most Christmas trees. It's yeah. bigger than mine. Nice. <laughs> Are they seriously advocating? 20 25 bottles of wine to be imbibed over 25 days. I think so. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know what? <laughs> you, you could call me like whiner instead of slimer because that's how much I like a nice glass of wine. But, but not a bottle too much a day wine. every day for 25 days. Yeah, you open a bottle and go, this is a nice, open the next one. <laughs> Yeah, go on, only 24 to go. Chevy hasn't got his bonus yet. It's, yeah. it's nearly bonus time, and he ain't got no bonus. It's almost as if this plot is uh, beginning to unwind, isn't it? This Christmas bonus. I thought it would be a source of security and comfort, and it uh, went right in its head, hasn't it? Well, it was confusing, though, because I wrote down here my shorthand. I, I, do you do, have you developed a podcasting shorthand for when you're taking notes? You just write kind of shorthand, like new words? <laughs> I do, but it's not like I haven't really established it in my head as to what some of right. this shit means. So it's kind of a mess when I look back through my notes. I always write down bonus as bono because I reckon if you can shave off one layer then you've saved yeah, some yeah. time you know mm. so but I wrote down here no bono question mark which as I was reading it there it, it really said like no bono which yeah. is of course my pitch for the new U2 or <laughs> U2.0 <laughs> his original stage name was was just bonus wasn't it and then he <laughs> 
He wanted to say it, that wasn't cool enough, so he wanted to save people time saying his name. Bono. So he's back home then, and he's mm. uh, having a bit of a think about the pool. And there's a very, very funny scene. It was quite funny where he imagined the sexy lady from earlier, and mm. he almost sees her breasts, and then she undresses slowly, and it's very sexy. And it, as of so, you know, you can't have comedy Sam without mm. a sousson of side boob yeah I mean that, that's 101 to me comedy is boobies yeah and I mean, boobies is comedy I'd end obviously the set on the car crash obviously yeah. but you know they say you, you do your best joke at the end you do your second best joke at the start that's why I would start with the side boob and then I'd work my way up to the car <laughs> to the crash, car crash. <laughs> yeah at the end yeah you know and I spent a lot of money on that routine that's pretty much the principle of Dan Harmon's story circle isn't it you know you <laughs> You start with the side boob, you work your way to the car crash. It's comedy, it's the rule of threes. Car crashes, yeah. side boob, and money. And if yeah. there's a fourth, it's lawyers. <laughs> Send lawyers, boobs, and money. He starts by imagining his family, and then gets bored and moves on to sexy lady. Well, in fairness, Sam, what red bullet American male doesn't think about his family and then get a little bit randy, a little yeah. bit turned on, you know? But one of Ed's Ed's little kids comes and says, Oh, Uncle Clark, are you, are you Sandy Claus? No, of course, you fucking idiot. No. No, I'm not. Hey, oh, family, this kid thinks I'm Santa Claus. You this fucking idiot this fucking jump. Oh. <laughs> There's a solid gag here in their little conversation. Oh, it's a very hashtag solid gag. Yeah. Where she mentions it. So, I can't remember who she's saying is nervous. I think it's Ed. It's nervous about Christmas or something. And it's like, he's, oh, he's, he's nervous. He's shitting bricks. Don't say that word. Oh, he's shitting rocks. Way. It's the wrong word. Sam, that joke is so fucking solid. Ground force are going to come and erect a veranda <laughs> on it. It's fucking, wa- it's watertight. <laughs> Oh, I still remember their names. Really? What are they? Tommy Walsh, Charlie Dimmock, Alan Titchmarsh. Oh, Titchmarsh, that's it. I remember Titchmarsh. He got his own chat show. He He did. (laughs) The rule of threes, you have to have those three people in your jokes. That's otherwise it's not a funny joke. That's my top gear right there. They're they're my three. (laughs) Yeah, when they all get, you know, lost and make mild racist remarks about gardening in different countries. Now on Amazon Prime. He starts, you know, bigging up Santa, and it's kind of like, hey, you know, Santa always knows if you're good. And like, well, we didn't get anything last year. And like, well, Santa's gonna, you know, he's gonna really surprise you this year. He's promising some big Christmas promises here. So it's a cute conversation. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's cute. I want you to know, yeah. though, in your household growing up, mm. was Santa given credit for the lion's share of the gifts, or was he just given, like, kind of, oh, Santa gives you the stocking, or here's the little gift from Santa, but mum and dad got you the fucking Xbox type of thing, you know? Is that the setup in yours? Because in my family, it was like, look, Santa got you all this, like, got all your gifts. Here's one or two thoughtful little things, tokens from mum and dad. But right. man, Santa really did it. I always thought, wow, my parents really like the unsung heroes here. Like, they, they, they let some figment of their imagination get the lion's share of praise. But I know in a lot of English families, it's different. No, I think most of it was from Father Christmas himself i see and then I, I think as we got older it became more and this is from us you know right and did, so when you were a kid there was no like mum and dad got you this though so i like, don't think so but then there was like but your other relatives like 
you know, granny and granddad or some aunties and uncles would get you things as well. And those would be from them. Yeah. So it was all a bit But that of, makes it feel like your parents are like, like you're a little light here, mom and, and dad. Why didn't you like, get me anything? <laughs> yeah, like even the ants fucking chip it in. Where the fuck is like you and then some fucking out-of-towner giving me a 10-speed here? Where the fuck cough it up like, you know? Yeah, it doesn't quite add up. No. And honestly, that's one of the most... Your parents are so goddamn selfless because there's no chance in hell that I would be able to do Christmas for kids and not expect to thank you. <laughs> like, I I really, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be able to function without that gratitude. Yeah, it, it's a hard I'm a task, small man, Sam, a very small yeah. man. And I want what's mine. <laughs> I don't envy parents trying to make Christmas work and kind of make sense. No. Ugh. Yeah. Rough and tough. Mm. So, Eddie is busy next morning getting his poop pipe on. Uh, poop, <sighs> poop's coming out of the pipe and uh, fill into the sewer. And there's a second joke there as well because he had a big cigar that looked like a poo as well. It's like, if you imagine the man who put a poo in his mouth and lit it and then smoked it, like, <laughs> it was really funny. And he wouldn't notice because it already smells of poo. He had a big poo in his mouth and he was pouring poo out of a pipe into the floor. It was hilarious. And the, the yuppie family next door they're like those oh, sexy there's, bastards there's poo everywhere that's not sexy I was really expecting them to get covered in shit I'm really surprised they didn't you know what when I saw poo coming out of a funny pipe looking like fridge milkshake coming out of there just like well I won't be out. drinking those anymore no <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, yo someone strike that off the Christmas list <laughs> that thick milkshake kind of bite oh. you know, kind of, yeah when you shake cloggy. it cloggy <laughs> Yeah, that, that stuff. I thought someone was going to get covered in shit. Like, guaranteed, 100%. And yet, there wasn't any of that. Like, jokes of this movie's ilk, you know, have a trajectory. And for me, the obvious landing was they are opening the window, they're listening to some sexy music, you know, he's slowly revealing his shirt, and then, like, the window gets smashed, and Eddie comes in and, like, holds them both down and just, like, puts it to their mouth and, like, fills them <laughs> full of shit, like. And yeah. then it explodes out their eyes, and, like, and... Everywhere. Yeah, that's like classic comedy stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I never got to take that show to the fringe, but that's kind of, <laughs> you know, well, you can't plan for all these eventualities. You never know. No one gets covered in gunk in this film. No, it's a gackless There's no movie. gacking. Yeah. It is. What a real shame. <laughs> and they found out, actually, I don't know if you're a fan. A lot of people are big fans of slime. You, know, you can buy slime in the works now. You can buy slime in, or equivalent oh, yeah, of, yeah. like, a part of Walmart, basically. Slime mm. is widespread because a lot of people... I know, uh, I talked about mindful eating, and they like to slime mindfully. They like to make slime and hold it in their hands, and they like how it feels. Okay. Personally, I knew what Noel was doing in that house party, and he's having a joke at him. I'm not going to fucking gack myself. But <laughs> they found out that that's got boron in it. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, a lot of the over-the-counter slime has apparently got like boron shit. I read this on is the boron news. bad. I went oh, and I didn't know if it was actually bad. It's one of those like deep beneath the earth surface chemicals right. that we don't like coming up onto the. On, you stay down in the ground, boron. You have no place yeah. here. So this may be a slimeless Christmas for some. That actually made me feel sorry for boron then when you were telling it to stay down in the ground. Oh, don't. Okay. <laughs> It's not a no very happy... You stay down. Yeah. Okay. You don't belong here. It's not a happy Christmas if you are boron. <laughs> 
Deep beneath the earth's crust is the coldest place at the time of year. Kevin, you know what this film needs? What's that, Sam? More goofy relatives. Yeah! G- give them to me. Give it to me. It's Christmas Eve. Bring out the old. Uncle uh, Dickhead's here with his hairpiece. Yeah, and his forgetful wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Yeah, it's not. She's all out of sorts. And there's some great physical comedy here from Chevy when, you know, they're they're handing out the gifts and because she's old and forgetful, she wraps up all sorts like jelly. And there's a cat in a box and the physical comedy of the right. And then he stops it with his hand. Oh, Sam, now come on. Mm. Come on now. I mean, the way he shook that box around and then put his hand on it was you you don't just get that from any old schmuck, do you? That takes years of improv training to figure out how to do shit like that. Well, you know, Sam, as you know, from me not insisting to say that the phrasing of a referendum should say Crispy Adams are the nicest. Uh, I'm nothing mm. if not a, a humble man. And I'm yeah. a humble man who would admit that I would not be able to do what Chevy is doing there. I, that no. has been, that's beyond me. I wouldn't be able to... My wrist is too flaily, you know? They know. You'd have to get an actual cat in there. And that's not good for the welfare. No, no. I, I, won't, I wouldn't allow it. You no. know? Even the concept of the cat being in the box made me upset. My time in cat welfare has ruined me. I can't enjoy the comedy of Chevy Chase anymore. What's going on? The entrapped, caged animal humour of... There was one bit in this where I thought, oh, I wonder what Kevin thinks of this from an animal welfare point of view. The the bit where the cat is actually chewing on the electrical wire. This is a little bit later on. He's chewing on on the light thing. And I'm like, you can't... They can't fake that. That's a cat chewing on... Some oh, you just make Christmas it licorice or, licorice or something like that, you know. <laughs> cover it, make it randy, cover it in the piss of a cat it likes yeah. the look of, and then there yeah. you go, it'll chew the shit out of it, like, you know, it's fine. It's got electric in it. Sam, they got these things in Hollywood called special effects, ever heard of them? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah? That cat was to... all CGI, wasn't it? It was, it was all special <laughs> effects, it was. And that's why Those the are real lights, but fake cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's the cat, so the cat died like Obi-Wan in Star Wars. <laughs> And the cat's there chewing on him and like, if you strike me down, I'll become more <laughs> meowerful than you could ever possibly imagine. Ruin. <laughs> And, you know, that's that's what how it goes down for the cat. Can we talk about their spread, their Christmas spread here? The turkey's fucked, isn't it? The turkey's a little dry. It's like those eggs from Alien. You know, <laughs> they kind of... It just kind of opens up and... And it's just a weird mess. Not worse than a dry turkey. No. Oh, my God. But this turkey looked fucking hollow. It was incredible. I love the effect of this. It just... <laughs> I could taste it in my mouth. The way, like, this like, gas comes out of it as yeah. well. Oh, come on, Sam. you got to give it that. All right. That's some of the 27 mil went into that, like. Into that turkey effect. Into that turkey effect. The turkey did a little pump as it got cut open. Now, turkey, a dry meat. Have you ever you ever had a dry turkey on the day? I know you've said in previous episodes that turkey, not your favourite of meats. It's not my favourite of meats, but I've not... The turkey I've had for Christmas dinners has always been phenomenal. Have you ever had turkey outside of Christmas? Yes. In fact, you made me turkey burgers once and they were very nice. Oh, no. I mean, I mean like a roast, oh, roast turkey. turkey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, no. No. Yeah, right? Why is that? Yeah. I think it's one of the things that people don't genuinely like that much. Like, I do. I love a, a nicely cooked turkey. The way I like it done, great, you know? Nice and nice and rare, nice and juicy, you know? I think I've talked about this every year on Festive Swell, but a turkey and stuffing sandwich after Christmas. Oh, fuck yes. <sighs> right, you know what? People wonder, when does Christmas start? <sighs> right there. As soon as Sam Chaplin said that, holidays are coming, <laughs> yeah? 
that is it, right? You know, some people are like, oh, I'm going to see the Christmas truck. I'm going to hear Sam Chapman big up a fucking roast turkey sandwich. Oh. Yes. Is it going to be great? Yes. It will be. It will be great. Nothing is as reliable in the shaky world we live in today, Sam, as yeah. the thing you've just said there. God, I'm so hungry now. I, I, oh, no. <laughs> I really want a sandwich. Did you have your tea? I did, and yet now I'm just like, oh, no. I you know want what? that. I want that turkey and stuffing sandwich. A little bit of water. Have some liquid. Double, double tip. Double tip. Yeah. Um, a fruit tea, calorie-free, mm. more or less, and because it's hot or tepid, it will actually slow down your stomach's rumbling, having the hot nice. liquid in there. Hot, hot takes for you there. I see what you're saying, and I will counter that with, or I could have a big sandwich. See, your, your mistake is having the makings of a big sandwich in the house, mm. you know? Yeah. Sam, all I'll say is you cut yourself according to your cloth. I, I don't understand what you're saying, but I'm it's, still it's hungry for sandwich. It's an Irish phrase that you couldn't possibly no. understand. Couldn't no. possibly. So they've got a very questionable spread here, and you know what, dry turkey aside, I almost was like, you know what, it's very dry turkey, but the fact that it's golden brown and it's very crunchy, it's like, I'd actually kind of like that in a weird way. Yeah. Crispy skin, you know? Like turkey crackling. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what they, they made turkey jerky. Or turkey, yeah. as it's known. And when Uncle Eddie's like, oh, save me the neck, I'm like, yes, please. And you know what? This year, I'm going to say that to my parents. You know, when 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 the Christmas prep is done, I'm going to sit them down and go, look, I'm not the boy that you once knew. I'm a full-grown man. And in those years, I have roasted at least 100 chickens. And I mm. know some things about me to be true now. And you need to hear this from my mum and dad. I want to eat the arse in the neck of that bird. Mm. All right? Because I've never roasted a turkey, and I've done it with chickens, and I just feel like it's going to be, like, arse plus and neck plus, you know? And I want to eat them, and I know how good they'll be. Yep. This is my year. Uh, this is going to happen, Sam. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. Did I counteract your hunger by any chance? Be talking about gizzards and bits? No, not really. I'm still I'm more hungry, if anything. Oh, are you an arsehole man as well, then? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, like, if you come round my house for Christmas dinner, are we going to have a fight over the arsehole? Because like, there's going to be, you know, I'll, I will fight you for this man. You know, at this point, I just eat anything. This is what's happening. I'm just, I've got, a, I've got hunger on. And it was wise King Solomon who then said, "No, let them both eat arsehole," and he cleft the arsehole in twain. <laughs> Uh, so they're spread here legit bogus listen yeah. to this shit peppers salad uh, jelly what are you i don't know what's going on here like seriously i feel like i'm looking at the predator like what the fuck are you like i'm so perturbed by this i feel like i've been nationally lampooned here because this is not yeah. what a christmas dinner is cold salad with fucking hot gravy on the place get are out. you fucking stupid get out yeah absolute Sh- joke P- pathetic shut the door behind you lest the poison that infects your very being gets in mind the dog's eating the trash here which is probably tastier than that spread the cat's been electrocuted now yeah he's been obi-wan he's eaten the lights and he's got he's got electric this is a dead cat now the cat's dead and they're eating christmas cheesecake which is like hang on now what cheesecake on christmas i i have had cheesecake on christmas Really? That heavy yeah. a dessert after mm. a full roast? Yeah. Jesus Christ. A lot later on in the day. It's not immediately after. I, all right, I was going to say, because if it's like kind of, oh, we've had that and here comes cheesecake, I, like, that'd be the no, kind of no. thing. I, I'd get up and walk out of the room and my, my lower half would still be behind me. It wouldn't catch <laughs> up like. I'd just be like, hang on a second, where's the, whoa? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm glued to the chair here. But I have had cheesecake on Christmas, and it's, it's very nice. But a long time after actual dinner is finished. So the old man kills the Christmas tree when he lights up his stogie. Christ, yeah. Which, again, if you want an extra free laugh, imagine he's smoking a poo. Yeah. He's... <laughs> These. And also, all of A-Team becomes like a riotous comedy about three mates who like have this old man in tow. He's like, he's got fucking a big smelly turd in his mouth. <laughs> I love when a plan comes together. Oh, is that right? Do you, Hannibal? Yeah. Do you? Look what happens together. You fucking idiot. <laughs> he's only gone smoked a big turd. Uncle Lewis has burnt the tree with a big flaming poo in his mouth. And he's like, oh, what are you upset about? And it's... Everything's going wrong in the Gring Gringo Gringo Griswold Green Grindelwald Gringo Grindelwald Rango The crimes of Gringle The crimes of Grima Wormtongue will be discussed at length when Cinema Swirl returns in 2019 <laughs> with Lord of the Rings. What's his name? Griswold. Griswold. I said I said it ages ago. <laughs> That wasn't a joke one. I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just trying to tell you. The Griswold family have had a, a Christmas nightmare. That always happens in these Christmas movies where it's like, oh no, the tree. That's the beating heart of Christmas. Yeah. If there's no tree, Christmas ceases to exist. I'm like, fucking fridge is still stocked, right? We still got all of our presents. Everyone's still here. It's like a, a metaphor for Christmas, isn't it? If, if the tree gets fucked, then everything's fucked. Sam, that tree was fucked the moment it went up in that house. Just no. saying. That all they've done is gotten a chore out of the way surprisingly quickly with very little secondary damage. Yeah, actually, they've got rid of that big tree. And honestly, when you had the real tree, if someone could say, you know what, we could just go like that and it'll be gone, like, quick. And you went, you know, give it a quick, give it a quick flash there. Yeah. Burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right way of doing it, but it'll be very quick. No, Sam, but it's the fast way of doing it. So we got a knock on the door. Uh-oh, it's a Christmas miracle coming in a little bit late. Oh, but cur- courier delivery in here is it's Clark's Bono check. Yay. End of the movie. He's got the big bonus. Everything's fine. Off we go. Let's go he, home. He, oh, you know something's going on though because he starts making the big promises, doesn't he? Yeah, he really... <laughs> He really sets himself up for a fall here. He insists on like opening it in front of a crowd. No way. No way. To talk about what you're going to do with the bonus <laughs> pre-opening the bonus. No, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, no. You know when like the A-level results come out? No, because I've never had A-level results. You know what they I did the leaving certificate in the Republic of Ireland. You know what they fucking are. Right, you <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't, right? Get this right. Listen, Irish listeners right now, get this, right? Over in England, they've got this fucking scam going where they can do, like, two subjects, get into fucking college, and you can do, like, dancing and photography. No, not having to do maths and English and Irish and a language and the science. And, oh, you get to pick one or two other subjects. Fuck that. And you know, Sam, it's nothing alike. Nothing alike. All right. You know when the the leaving what is it called leaving certificate oh i had a lot of difficulty preparing for the exam in the subject i'm deeply passionate about right you said know, the english doing their a-levels you know when any exam results come out and the news people yes. go to like a college or a school and they film some of these young people opening their results yeah this was the kind of tension that gets set up here good tension you kind of hope it's gonna be shit 
<laughs> the best the best one I ever saw, I remember it, it was when my junior mm. service results came out, which is like our equivalent of GCSEs, except we do like 12 of them instead of 6 or 7. <clears throat> What's that all about? Well, they are not have an unnecessarily hard time. Who'd have thought? But anyway, no, no, it's fine. It's alright, Sam. It's okay. It's fine. No, no, don't, no one make it up to... I'd like a Christmas present for Ireland this year. I think it would be in good taste, you know? I'm just saying, right? But, alright, there was... We're opening up our junior service results, <laughs> and a bunch of guys I knew who were like, bless them, they were nice, but they were total dunderheads. They were very much the yeah. bulk and skull type characters, right? Like, literally music played whenever they came into a room going... And they opened up theirs, and they failed all of them, like every single right. one. Like they got E's on everything. Yeah. But because the grade boundary of an E, which is a failing grade in Ireland, is like, mm. it was like 25 to 40, you know? Yeah. They're like, no, no, 25 to 40. That means we got 40. That means we passed. We passed every single one. And they were like, yeah! Like, mum, mum, yeah, I passed all of them. Yeah, no. all of them. And you know what? Unless anyone really sat down and checked, because junior cert results don't really count towards college right. and stuff like they do in uh, in the UK, yeah. I'm pretty sure they convinced themselves and got away with it as well, and yeah. their parents. So, fucking A, yes. Yeah, <laughs> positive thinking can change your exam results. <laughs> exactly. You can't change the situation. All you can do is change your reaction to it, and your action may be reinterpreting it incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what Christmas is all about. Yeah. But he doesn't get the bonus. No, he doesn't. What's he get instead? A voucher for... What's it a voucher for? It's a jelly subscription box, basically. Jelly of the Month the Club. The Jelly Club. Yeah. That's fucking well ahead of its time, isn't it? Like, yeah. That's like something you see on the Guardian gift guide for him or her, you know? Mm. Ooh, get him a eclectic... You know, oh, like you send your cheese on toast in the mail, you get a jelly every month. Like, oh, wow, wacky, that sounds yeah. fun. This is worth the fifteen ninety nine. Have you had any of those gift boxes? What, subscription boxes? Yeah. I did greys for a while, okay. and then yeah, I yeah. realised that I had... Their algorithm, I had refi- I was really engaged with greys. I was engaged. Yeah. And uh, as a result of that, I narrowed down their algorithm so much where it's like, is it going to be? Oh, yeah, it is. It's these ones that I like. Or next month, right, it's yeah, going to yeah. be... Oh, these ones that I like. Okay. Or this one's going to be three of the ones I like, and a new one, which I don't like. Uh, so I, I ended up like... I came back one day, and it was like, four graze boxes stacked up and I hadn't even opened them. Mm. Like, okay, yeah, I've got a, a problem. So I've never went back to a subscription box. I've been gifted from, like, various places that do them, you know. Yeah. Like, one of our live shows, the, the event was sponsored by a, a loot box crowd and they gave me some and that was nice, but yeah. most monthly subscription boxes I find will kind of gang up on me. I don't think I can handle having yeah. something that's going to come every month and pay for it every month. There's not that gap in my life. How about you? Are you on any uh, boxes? <sighs> Only with, like, records. Do you get Meow Box for miles, do you? No, but that would be nice. I bet there's that. I bet you get, get cat boxes with cat oh, treats. Oh, fuck, them. I should have... That's proprietary. I shouldn't have said that. Damn it. Have you given away your idea? Yeah, I've given away my million dollar idea. I've only got like a hundred thousand dollar idea and a ten thousand dollar idea left now. Fuck it. Damn it. We can both go on Dragon's Den with it. No, I want to go on Shark Tank. I'm not going on the frankly declining Dragon's Den. I want to hitch my wagon to an up and coming, genuinely entertaining show. And I think you and Mr. Wonderful would have fabulous chemistry. Can we bring Miles? Yes. And he'll be part we of We bring the pitch. him in. And no, what we do is we put him up on the seat and then we would get Jim Belushi to voice him and be like oh yeah and he'd be like hey why don't you invest in meow box from from kevin and sam no tell us about your brother what what type of cat was he so yeah clark's really angry that he didn't get his bonus i love the family's reaction she's like what's wrong clark 
Is it bigger than expected? No. <laughs> yes, there's too much money. Oh, what am I going to do? So he just, he gets a chainsaw and he starts sawing shit up. He, he cuts off a bit of the banister. That I think is, I was saying earlier, the kind of the, the disgruntled, middle-aged kind of family man who feels he's got a little bit of ACDC flowing through the veins. You know, I'm yeah, built for yeah, the open yeah. road, man. Not a job that I'm qualified for. You know, I'm built to last. Yeah. Getting a little bit Harley Davidson. Getting a <laughs> A little bit Wranglers, getting a little bit boutique IPA, getting yeah, yeah. a little bit new CD by Metallica. They still make them. They still going. They're still the classics. Yeah. Let's go to the garage and have a listen with all the other dads. Yeah, and he, there's a very iconic image there, isn't it? Like where he's yeah, you know, sawing stuff with his chainsaw. And I kind of feel on Christmas morning. I want to get up and be back in black with a chainsaw. Mm. Down, Christmas tree. You know, yeah. You tell him, yeah. Chevy. Yeah. You tell him, Chevy. Um, but there's no time for that because there's a there's a squirrel in in the tree now. They, do they get a new tree? They do. He chops down a tree, which smashes into yeah. the uh, the fucking poshos' house. Get those dowagers, those ah. wealthy dowagers. Get them. And it smashes into their house, and then he sets it up, and there is a squirrel inside. Squirrel which, in it. Yeah, and I was like, oh no, a squirrel! But there was a grey squirrel, so I was like, come on, dog, get the grey squirrel. Banish yeah. it, the hated grey squirrel. Fuck him. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that thing, oh Kevin, that's a bit harsh. Yeah. You've not listened to all the cinema swirl, and you've not. You've, we did talk about grey squirrels before, didn't we? Let, let's hope so. <laughs> I think we have. I think we have. I'm pretty sure we have. I hope we have. Yeah. <laughs> the dog is chasing the squirrel, and it's yeah. a right scene, Sam. It's a proper. They go up the stairs, down the stairs, all over the shop. But instead of a nudie lady, it is a squirrel. And instead of. <laughs> Instead of an old man looking for a bit of how's your father, it is a big slobbery dog called but Snot. Chev- Chevy looks at the squirrel for ages, and then he uh, just envisions a, a nudie lady after a while. <laughs> and then a nudie lady is chasing everyone. <laughs> yeah, a tiny nudie lady has been chasing yeah. his t- a squirrel-sized what a, nudie what lady. A horrible, horrible image we've just conjured there. Goodness. Um, Elaine from Seinfeld gets squirreled. Yeah. That'll all tie in later on. That's the beauty of Seinfeld, is all that will tie in, you know. It's uh, uh so the worst thing that Clark does though, you know, he's done a lot of now na- he's gone bad Santa here. He's got he's gone yeah. real, you know, he's, he's real heel here. Mm. But one of the worst things he does is he's got Christmas presents that are wrapped up in newspaper. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a few years where I went with the bag I was bought in turned inside out and I feel really dirty about that. Oh no. It's bad, isn't it? It's real bad. Yeah. How, how are you for rapping? You like a you like a good rap? I'm not very good at it, but I, I do like doing it. Yeah? Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta sit down and this is your one chance. Cause you better lose yourself in the music at the moment. The rapping, you gotta never let it go. Mom spaghetti, wrapping it up like mom spaghetti. <laughs> sellotape. Mom sellotape. <laughs> His arms are lakey, like he's getting mum spaghetti for Christmas. <laughs> I know this is literally a Michael McIntyre observation, but the the cutting the wrapping paper and doing the glide, yeah, it's it is great. And you know what? I do have a man drawer where I keep all of my man things. So sorry, Sam. I'm pure as white snow. I don't know what you're talking you about. Know. I literally don't know. You know, everyone at home is like. Brilliant. Jeez, I, hope, I hope not. I've been pitching this podcast all wrong then. And then they'll settle down after listening to Cinema Swirl and watch Mrs. Brown's Boys. They'll go around Mrs. Brown's Boys and have a great time. 
Yeah, maybe that's why I should, I should just do like kind of a bit of a, a bit of an Irish caricature instead and give the audience yeah. what they want. Like, and then crack. So he does. He gets the talking to from his dad. He does. He does. He gets the talking to there. And I've written down here, so I have Clark gets the talking to from his father that Chevy Chase clearly never got himself. Mm. <laughs> mm. So Clark, in all of his his angry rage, says to his family that he he wishes he had his boss here right now with a. That's what I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is Bill Murray's brother. Ooh, Bring him in, slag him off, say, mate, that's bang out of order what you did with my bonus. You're bloody wronging, mate. Did you You're think he's going to be behind him? It did seem like one of those moments, because everyone was, like, a bit quiet, and he was proper slagging him off, and I expected him to turn around and go, oh! Yeah, I, I was like, I, I remembered it wrong, I thought that's what happens, and I was like, oh, Chevy! Oh, no, he's just going to keep complaining. Like, but no, the issue is that Ed's listening a bit too carefully here, and actually goes out of his way... <laughs> <laughs> to kidnap Bill Murray's brother. Well, I wish I could be kidnapped every day when the bell starts singing and the band begins to play. So Eddie does kidnap Clark's boss and he brings mm. him into the house and he explains that he wasn't meant to get a bonus and that bonuses were cut this year. So his his friend at the office was obviously lying. Mm. A little Christmas fib. Well, I mean, they do get a bonus, but it's a subscription to Jelly. That's not a bonus. That's, well, an, ob- the... that's an obligation, Sam. Yeah. You're doing all that Jelly. I could not eat one Jelly a month. I don't like Jelly. No? No, no, I don't. Not just, no, I don't like all jellied things. I don't like. I don't like the jelly that can come on like certain foods. I don't like uh, oh, wine pork, gums. Pork pie jelly. I love a pork pie. Don't get me wrong. I love a pork pie, but if it's got jelly in it, yeah. Uh, Imagine just eating that jelly in isolation. Uh, That's all you eat. Uh, Big bowl I, of it. I, Big spoonful of pork pie jelly. Stop that now. Stop it. Seriously, that's horrible. (laughs) You've told me so many stories of weird textured shit coming out of everywhere, and now this is my turn. Actually happens. That actually happens. Sam, the Geneva Convention prohibits the scenario you've just Stirring described. It with a spoon and then just uh, mm, uh, mm, pork pie jelly. That yes, is please. fucking foul. Drinking it with so, a straw. Oh. <laughs> I had a joke and I've forgotten it now. <laughs> I'm you sorry. see, you see what I'm happens. Sorry, cinema swell audience. Oh my god, oh, Jesus! It's the fucking Gross, isn't it? It is. It smells yeah. all weird. Mm. And if it wasn't in a pork pie, you wouldn't know it was meant to be food. That's the thing as well. <laughs> You'd think it's some sort of, like, alien building block or something like that. Their carbon or something. Like, wow, what is this mysterious substance? And then it would take over your body, like, the fucking... I... Oh, I remember what it is now. I legit had a nightmare once mm. about Colin Cum from from Aliens. Yeah. Yeah, but it was all pork pie jelly. Because my supervisor for my research, I was in cat welfare. He once mm. had a big pork pie where I was having lunch with him. And he's like, oh, my wife's packed me a nice pork pie and you know it's Lincolnshire the home of pork pies and he cut into it and literally as he was cutting in it was like overflowing like it spewed over the uh, knife like yeah. like there was it was a homemade pork pie where the lack of pork had been made up for by a lot of jelly and it, I, it was like yeah. Uh, and then I had a nightmare where it was like some guy like co- jelly spewing out of him. And if you are in the Android industry, don't fill them full of jelly because then I won't want one. No. Fill them full of a no. white liquid. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Fill them. <laughs> 
Fill and full of cum And it's Are fine you Fill a pork pie full of cum With your gin and beef You'd You'd rather cut A pork pie open And it'd be just overflowing with cum Rather than the actual jelly That's more appealing It's less grotesque It's still grotesque <laughs> Okay You, you know <laughs> Like the jelly is one shade of love If I cut into it Then there was like an eye That's moving around oh, in the middle Jesus there you go. Yeah. I can play fucking grotesque tennis with the best right. of them, Chaplin. Don't fucking, don't get in a fucking Grotenis. tinkle contest with me. I'll piss all over you. <laughs> I don't even care how far it goes. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> so the boss explains that uh, it was a smart business decision to get rid of all of the Christmas bonuses, but seeing the impact it has on this fine family, what kind of Christmas would this be? So everyone gets their bonuses 20% higher than before. Explain that to the CFO. Mm. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, you know that cost-cutting measure we desperately needed? Not only have I not implemented it, I've added an additional 20% on top of that. I sort of feel like he says this now, but then he's going to go back to the office, chat with, you know, the rest of the board about it, and they'll be like, well, obviously, no, we can't do that. And he'll come back to the, you know, Grindelwald family and say, that was a non-binding verbal agreement that doesn't mean anything. However, you will get 20% more jelly every month. That Loads of can. jelly. We can Straight scooped out of a pork pie. No! Directly into your mailbox every month for only nine ninety nine. Can't say fairer so, than that. The popo come and crash the party, and they yeah. smash up everything, including the sexy neighbor's house. Mm. And it all kind of comes to a big crescendo here. The police are coming in. They tell everyone to freeze, and Bill Murray's brother's back is turned. And then it's like it's okay, everyone. It was just a Christmas understanding, a Christmas understanding. It's yeah. okay. There was a solid gag here with the kind of SWAT team or the police or whatever where the SWAT leader is like freeze and then all of his fellow SWAT people don't move and he's like no not you the that's you know what that's quite good I'll, I'll give him that is that the best joke in the movie for you drum roll that the sewer gas that is mentioned earlier on of course he gets lit Santa explodes and flies off into the sky from the wrecked decorations from an yeah. earlier meltdown you know I reckon with those meltdowns I reckon they just like waited till Chevy had an actual legitimate meltdown just fill them that <laughs> like it, yeah. Yeah, the, the boss is named after like the uh, Blair Witch principal photography <laughs> yeah and it's just like look just call the boss that and then he'll freak out because he always freaks out and like we'll make sure mm. when he's like really angry and you know really tense like he's had to talk to writers or like praise a co-worker and then he'll just yeah. let the cameras go he'll get the chainsaw himself I'm glad there was a sewer gas explosion because it's kind of Chekhov's shit pipe situation you can't yeah, just set yeah. that kind of thing up and then not pay it off later so I'm yeah, glad yeah you can't have happened. a loaded shit pipe and not give it, have it be shot like but I'm still sad that no one got covered in gack yeah or, or even got yeah. an old man got singed and I was kind of hoping for yeah. a bit more trauma than that yeah and then movie yeah, ends. Yeah. They have a little bit of a star-spangled banter uh, when they uh, sing that little old... <laughs> uh, so used to England. In the home of Ferguson and Ryan Giggs. <laughs> I did it. <sighs> and that's, that's the end of National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. And you know what that means, folks? It means we have never been closer in cinema story history than we are right now mm. to another Lord of the Rings episode. Way! Uh, <laughs> 
Sam? Yeah. I've spoiled your new year, but have I spoiled your Christmas? What did you think? We went through um, it. You admitted you admitted to laughs and you, you admitted to, I, I didn't admit to the laughs. presence of solid gags. I admitted to the presence of jokes. They were there. Jokes were found on the scene. Yeah. I can confirm that there were jokes in this film. I can't confirm that I laughed at this film because I didn't laugh at it. Well, as a comedy, I feel a Christmas comedy, and we are what day is it today? I mean, we are, we are. I mean, I don't know about you. My freeze up. I'm all, I'm all decked yeah, yeah. up. Like it is Christmas, like, and we, we're not like freaks who set up like in October or anything like that. You know, no, we're, we're, we're close we're to no- Christmas. This is not like Celebrity Juice where they film it in October. You know, we're, we're, we're close to the. We're right there. We don't have to book Holly Willoughby, so we can do it real close <laughs> to Christmas. We don't have to. We have to check and see if anyone of off Towie is free. We we yeah, can just you know yeah yeah. Is Joey Essex around? I don't care. Yes, no, he is. He is Anna Christmas oh, as well. Okay. He is. He is. He is. Um, so I feel <laughs> I feel like if it's a Christmas comedy movie, and also considered to be not just that, it's been considered to be a classic. You know. Yeah. And I know there are better National Lampoon movies, and also better Vacation movies. Um, okay. I think that that much I definitely cannot dispute. Mm. But I don't know. Having is this the first time you've seen Chevy Chase in his prime? Had you seen him in any other movie? Had you seen like had you seen Fletch? Had you seen anything else that he's been involved in? Or mm, no, don't think so. Just Community no. is that is yeah. But you know the image of peak Chevy Chase, like this this Im- this face that you see in this movie. That's that's an yeah. iconic image in of itself, right? I mean, were you? I mean, you're obviously you, you were let down. I was going to ask, but it feels like a bit of an obvious question. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's amazing that with the bar and standard we set for Chevy, that he still managed to not clear it with you. <laughs> I sort of hope that this isn't him at his absolute best. I'd but say maybe he's... it is. Maybe this is kind of representative of the whole his whole shtick, and I, maybe I just uh, I don't like that. Or I, I can't say that he, he's he's better because I I wrote fondly of Chevy's physical and uh, yeah. facial and his comedy timing, all of that I I praise. So I wouldn't say here like it may not necessarily be peak Chevy Chase, but mm. he's certainly by no means like you know what like he's at the peak of his career. You know he's yeah. definitely he's money in Hollywood. He is one, and this is like this you know this is a big movie and it was released. It didn't actually get released in the cinemas in the UK as far as I know. Right, but. I was gonna yeah would, would you would you watch this again as a part of a christmas routine or no so no, what wouldn't two questions one yeah what's wrong with this movie and two be honest and mm. be be very honest with me and i won't judge you all right all right is it a bit because like we spend a bit of time talking about chevy chase being a, a bit of a dirty fucking scoundrel i'll answer those questions one it's not funny two <laughs> i don't think so but maybe slightly I really tried not to have any kind of bias going into this. And I and I don't think, as much as I am a, a principled man, I don't think that someone's character outside of their movie world could, could be so bad that it would stop me from laughing at a good joke. <laughs> I mean, I, don't know. I say this, you know, not really knowing his rap sheet, but it's not yeah. as if he's, you know, he's not... Uh, God, this is going to age this episode. But he's not, like, <laughs> outspokenly broken the law in any sense. It just seems to be that he is a very abrasive... Very yeah. genuinely horrible and oftentimes, very oftentimes, deeply distasteful human being. He's not as of yet full wronging, <laughs> like, but he's just bad. You're not gonna, dude. yeah. You, 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 it's it's easy these days, isn't it, to kind of lump everyone into a sack of 
of yeah, shitheads. Yeah, yeah. And he is in his own separate sack. Because if he was in with that other sack of shitheads, he'd probably get in a fight with them. And it would just, he yeah, wouldn't he keep would. them separated, as, as the offspring mm. would say. I really don't think it was anything to do with that. I just, I mean, you, you've mentioned that comedies on cinema swell, especially from this era, they don't fare have well. Not landed well with me. With me and Joe, there were big laughs. Like, right. there was, not maybe like, we weren't rolling around or anything. No, but, but you know, you yeah, there was, it was good tears and guffaws. And, Honestly, yeah. it was the old school physical comedy. That was it. It was the sled scene, the scene with the lights. All of that had me in big yucks. And you know the the, the opening scene as well with the uh, with him in the car and the, the family singing. Like so, I still enjoyed it, and I feel like I've got as, at least as much ammunition to hate the man as you do. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's all about hating Chevy Chase. I just it's as simple as I didn't find it funny and I didn't laugh much. Or at all. I didn't laugh at all. Where does this rank up with, say, The Blues Brothers or Ghostbusters, which were other movies which, you know, you didn't, you didn't say you're, they were completely unfunny, but you certainly didn't find them to be the comedy classics they were maybe made no. out to be. Is it this era? What is it? I don't know. Because um, I, 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 I do love, like, silly, physical slapstick comedy sometimes. Um, oh, I, I, oh, I mean, yeah, because you and I bonded over a shared love of both, like, old-timey and new-school comedy. Like, Don't get me wrong, I love stupid shit. Like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm some kind of snob here, and I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't very, uh, you know... I don't need this to be deeper or clever or anything, but I just... It just didn't didn't get me. It seemed like you know I, I'm going to watch the Detectress this Christmas, you know, because I love oh, that show. And it's a lovely, yeah. thoughtful, deep, layered show. Mm. But I'm also going to watch some others do have them because some others do have them, and they're jolly well funny. Why <laughs> 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 does all these wacky <laughs> things? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's there's. Pl- it's not that we're like thrown off this style of comedy, but just these movies aren't clicking. No, just no. Is I it because didn't... they're American? Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like American. Bloody no, American I, movies. Because I I really like some American comedies, and I really like the, I, probably the majority of films we've done here are American films. And God, Animal House. I'm fucking. We're gonna have to do it. And I'm, that I'm not gonna like it. Shredding it. Well, you. Di- I mean, Blues Brothers. I remember you didn't like that much at all, did you? No, I didn't completely hate it, but I didn't love it. I didn't really get it enough. But I laughed. A bit. With this, there was n- there was no laughs. That's some musical numbers, at least, as well, didn't it, for you? So you can hang your hat on that. I must stress that I wasn't trying not to like it. I wasn't, like, willing myself not to laugh. Or, like, you, you were game myself. for a laugh, weren't you? I was, I was absolutely game for a laugh, yeah. And I wanted to feel Christmassy and have a laugh. And the, the story of this is just kind of everything goes wrong and then last five minutes there's a bit of deus ex machina and it's all better again. <laughs> It doesn't really mean anything. He hasn't. There's no. No, it doesn't. It's not even that magic good a game, to it. Like, there's you know, a bit it's... where he's like, "Oh, the magic of Christmas is." And this, there's no. Didn't feel like there's a beating heart to this film. It's just some jokes that don't land very well. Oh. Framed around some like family sitcom type drama where everything fucks up. Well, to end it on a very like <laughs> fucking note, how many uh, star wipes or Christmas wreaths will you give this movie, Sam? I know you wanted to do like a fun comedy so we'd end the year on a high and be all happy. Yeah, there was <laughs> other <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, there were other movies that I was like, no, no, no. I want to go with something safe, have a bit of fun before Sam really doesn't have a good time when we do uh, Lord of the Rings. But, uh, <sighs> vote's still pending, of course. But, um, yeah, that... <laughs>
Not necessarily what's happened here. I have a Starlight rating in my head, and it may prove controversial. I mean, Sam, I thought I was giving you a pork pie, and I actually mm. gave you a jelly pie instead, and I feel very yeah. bad about that. Mm. <sighs> Ask me the question, Kevin. Sam, how many star wipes would you give National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? One star wipe. Jesus Christ, you heard it here first. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, it was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. Remember, you can like us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl. You can follow us on Twitter, that's at cinemaswirl. And if you've got any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, you can send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Remember, if you haven't already, to subscribe on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show, leave a review. And if you want to help us out, recommend us to a friend. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye. I could hear you slurping downstairs. Could you? Oh, yeah, because you got the thing. They didn't say there'd be no two-story Bluetooth on these bad boys. Yeah. I feel like I got a good deal. In a funny sitcom, this would be the point where you left the room and like, oh, God, bloody Kevin's gone. God, oh, he's, a, he's a right rotter. And I wouldn't realise you'd, you know, you'd, to... you'd talk to Miles and you'd say, <laughs> you, know, you know what, Miles? And he'd be voiced by, like, you know, John... Bel- he'd be voiced by Jim Belushi. He'd be like, yeah. what, what is it, Sam? Is it that guy Kevin getting on your nerves again? <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe that Kevin guy. Ah, am I right? Tell me what you really think. Well, Miles. If Miles was to be... Yeah, who would you have Miles voiced by? I think you, I think you've nailed it there. I think that's perfect. Really? Jim Belushi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have thought, like, Tilda Swinton or something like that. Go real highbrow, like, very ethereal oh, kind of, nice. you know. Yeah. Androgynous kind of whooshing noise.